Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Watson takes the snap. Here comes pressure. And Frank Clark takes it down! Frank Clark! Clark the shark! It's Jaws! On the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Right on a corner pattern for Williams, and the pass is intercepted! The Honey Badger got him! And did I say Rivers hadn't thrown a pick yet? He has now! The Arrowhead Pride postgame show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. Mahomes has time here, throws it long, he's got a man in the middle of the field, Watkins, 15, 10, 5, angling left, touchdown, Kansas City! Here's Jay Binkley. Hello and welcome, not the result that we wanted, but there's always next year as they say. Welcome in, I'm Jay Binkley with Kramer Sansone, the Crame Dog. By the way, great job by Mitch Holtis all year, as always that he does all year, especially with all the challenges involved in Israel, Dean and Hughes, Josh Klingler, uh, my man, Art Haynes on the pregame show, but a lot of, lot of hardworking people put this together. Now, if you expect me to, you know, cry in my Wheaties over the Chiefs losing the Super Bowl, not going to happen here. Not going to happen here. I think I have more anger than anything else. Was the game played like I've seen Chiefs football? No. Was the officiating bad? Yeah. Am I going to blame everything on the officiating? No. Am I going to blame some on Carl Cheffers and the refs? Yeah. You know why? Because that's fair game. They suck tonight, and they will be called out on it. Because the refs, refs were terrible. Was it the end-all, be-all in this football game, this loss to the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl? No, it wasn't. Patrick Mahomes running and scrambling for nearly 500 yards per next-gen stats. That's a problem. The NFL draft's coming up. Offensive lineman, yeah, circle that bad boy right there. We got a lot to get into. But Patrick Mahomes was scrambling around all night. But the one thing about this is, is all these Buccaneer fans are coming out of the woodwork. I mean, I've seen so many of them. You know, they hit you up on Twitter. Where were you guys? That's the question. Where were you when you were 7-5? and five? You weren't anywhere. You weren't anywhere. You were at the beach. Where were you in week 12 when the Chiefs beat the Buccaneers. Don't know. Didn't hear from them. Did not hear from them. But they're out now, man. They're in the streets of Tampa partying on. Here's the thing about the Buccaneers. And here's the thing about your Kansas City Chiefs. The Buccaneers went 11-5 and this year. Super Bowl champions. Good job. They got Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Look what he gave them. Year before that, they were 7-11 or 7-9. and 5-11, 5-11, 9-7, 6-10, 2-14, 4-12. That's where they were, and that's where they're going back to. When Tom Brady finally, when Father Time finally catches up to him, which I give him credit because half the people in the media and fans buried this cat when they were 7-5, and five. called him trash, washed up, he's not going anywhere, and then boom, he holds the Lombardi Trophy as a Super Bowl MVP. Let's cool our jets on Tom Brady. The guy ended the argument with him and Bill Belichick, who was more important. It's clearly Tom Brady. And hats off to him. Respect the job he did in Tampa. That was unbelievable. Bruce Arians, nice job as a head coach. And I think had Andy Reid not taken the job in Kansas City, your head coach would have been Bruce Arians. He was hired by the Arizona Cardinals after that. The Chiefs have a high amount of respect for the former Kansas City assistant, Bruce Arians. No, but everybody's coming out of the woodwork. I would rather be the Kansas City Chiefs than the Buccaneers. Tom Brady may ride away. He's going to come back next year, maybe one more year, right? 
Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere. His 10-year extension hasn't even started. Yet, in his three years starting, he's gone to the AFC title game, won a Super Bowl, and then went to another Super Bowl. All his seasons as a starters have either ended up in the AFC title game. Thanks, Steve Ford, for jumping offside. So that would have been a Super Bowl. They had three straight. Or winning a Super Bowl and losing a Super Bowl. They're getting everybody's best shot. Todd Bowles, great call. Great game plan defensively. Great game plan. The way he worked the safeties in this game, unbelievable. The pressure he applied to Patrick Mahomes, he did his homework. He saw what worked against the Chiefs all season. He saw what they did wrong in week 12, and he put it all together for a good game plan against the Chiefs. I mean, look at the look at the first half. Brady was pressured 9.5% on dropbacks. Mahomes, 57%. Now, keep this in mind, too. As I mentioned, Patrick Mahomes ran for 497 yards, according to the next-gen stats. But it was pressure without blitzing, something the Chargers showed the Chiefs early on at forming in front. It's what they did. It's how they were able to get to Patrick Mahomes. They only blitzed a 9.6% of dropbacks, the lowest rate by a Bulls-led defense over the last five seasons. But they put everything together. The Chiefs are the marked target. National media is going to have fun with them. Stephen A. Smith, again, you got to embrace the hate because you're going to get a lot of it. you got to learn to just embrace the hate because what they want to do is they want to tear you down if they can't be in. And right now, the Chiefs are the Super Bowl favorites for next season. Get used to this. Get used to clowns that don't do their homework like Stephen A. Smith. They will criticize the Kansas City Chiefs to no end because Patrick Mahomes didn't win this. Even though, even though Tom Brady didn't win every single Super Bowl he was in. He's lost three of them. Patrick Mahomes still has time. He's the youngest quarterback ever to be in two Super Bowls, start two Super Bowls. So it's, it's not any there. Stephen A. Smith tweeted out. goes, this Chiefs defense couldn't stop anything at Tom Brady threw at him. Buccaneers defense was elite. Mahomes being the GOAT. He's getting blown out in the Super Bowl. Okay, he was chased. He was chased around. But still, Stephen A., the guy is entirely more successful than you have ever been in your entire life. But again, it's not about Stephen A. It's about other clowns liking because they're going to come out. And you got to learn to embrace this hate because there's going to be a whole lot of I told you so's. Tell us what. Patrick Mahomes has played more football than any player in the National Football League and the Kansas City Chiefs have in the last two years. They've been in the Super Bowl in back-to-back years. The awards show in the NFL was this weekend. It was last night. Not one award. Not one award went to the Chiefs or the Buccaneers. Not one. The two teams that played tonight in front of rotel parties and beer parties across the country while all the award winners sat on their couch watching real winners actually play. The MVP award. Hasn't been won by a guy that's won a Super Bowl since 1999 and Kurt Warner. A long time ago. But anyway, the haters are coming out. But feel good where you're at because this team's not going anywhere. This coaching staff is all coming back. And they should have a chip on their shoulder. I know I was a little angry. I get real angry at Chiefs losses. But I know this isn't the end of the road. Because next year my expectations are getting right back to Los Angeles in the Super Bowl. It's where we're at now with this team. And I do feel that the Chiefs will garner some kind of chip on their shoulder because they're starting to see Petra Mahomes, (laughs) two votes, 
for MVP. Josh Allen got twice as many as he did. He got two more votes than Mahomes. Guess what? Mahomes kicked his ass twice. But again, embrace the hate. That's what you're going to see. Because they all want to be you, and they're scared of the Chiefs, and they know what kind of run that they're on. They know this isn't the end of the road for the Chiefs. I can see the Bucs going right back to 5-11. and 11. Tom Brady saved their ass. Now it's time to hear from you all. Let's go no huddle. At the 40, foot race 30, see you later. They fade route right side, it's intercepted, intercepted, got it, at the 20-yard line. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. That's right. No huddle brought to you by our friends at Evansfield Distillery. Independence. Try their rye whiskey, by the way, because I think you'll, uh, tonight's a good night for some rye whiskey. <laughs> tonight's a good night for some whiskey, man. Fireplace going, snowing outside. Okay, just whiskey night. At this, at this point, relax and just have a sip. Yeah, you deserve it, man. Tough loss. Tough loss. These, tough, these losses are tough to get through. But you have two choices. You can whine about it. You can cry about it. Or as Vince Lombardi said before the game, you get back up. You get knocked down, you get back up. Don't be a loser. Like the other 30 teams in the NFL that sat on their couches talking about this game and the people that covered those teams. <laughs> Hope they had a good Super Bowl party. Chiefs were in the Super Bowl. Even though they lost, they were still in it. And by the way, they won it last year and have nice shiny rings uh, because of it. Let's go to Paul in Belton who's waited so patiently. What's up, Paul? Bink, what's up, man? How's it going, man? How are you? Oh, I'm good, man. Uh, I just want to do one thing that Mitch forgot to do, and that's thank Chiefs Kingdom for all of this year, man. He thought, you know, all of his producers and all his staff, and, and he forgot to thank Chiefs Kingdom, man. And I want to thank Chiefs Kingdom for such a great year. And Bink, one thing, man, and I'm not trying to complain about the refs or anything like that. No, you man, can't. Like, that's fair game. That's fair game. Yeah, they, yeah, listen, like, it sounds like an excuse if we want to blame the officials. Tonight you can. Uncatchable yeah. ball. No, and Tom Brady thank ran you. after the Honey Badger, and the Honey Badger gets a penalty right. and not the Glory Boy Tom. Right? You can about. complain all you want because you know why? It's legitimate. Thank you. Because literally, man, like the first half and those, those, those three penalties were so huge, man. That set up Patriot, or sorry, sorry, I said Patriot, but Buccaneer touchdown. Oh, it gave him one. That one drive, Matthew gets interceptions. The race ward, yeah. the penalty. The, the offsides, that was their fault. Yeah, that, that, that was dumb. They, hey, well, well, from my perspective, the angle, they only showed one angle, and we didn't get to see it. So I, I saw a really good angle of it, and they were, Hardman was way offside. Uh, and I'm sorry, we didn't get the good angle. But what I'm saying is there, there were penalties that were called. And being a Chiefs fan, when I, man, I'm 31 years old. And I've been a Chiefs fan since I was five years old. And to see refs whenever it, it, it's the Super Bowl, it's the biggest game of the year, and they make calls that we – it's just frustrating, man, that they have the power to change the, the tempo of a game. And the, the Chiefs didn't have a tempo at all tonight. We, we all saw that. So, it, again, it's just frustrating that there were some calls tonight that, in my opinion, changed the course of the game in that moment. Would it have changed the fact that the Chiefs maybe would have turned it around and played a little bit better? I don't think so. You saw the three drop passes. You had one from Tyreek. Granted, it would have been a tough catch. He was midair. He was contorted. Yep. Then you had Travis Kelsey drop hit. Hit him in the helmet. Yeah, exactly. Mahomes so, made one of the craziest throws in the history of throws, going sideways in the air, 30 yards to Darrell Williams, hit him in the helmet. 
in the helmet. <laughs> and thank, thank you for all you've done, man. And, and thank you for such a great well, year. Thank and you, Chiefs fans. Radio, man. Yeah, yeah. You That's what I'm talking about. Man. Thank you, guys. Here's, here's one from the 203. That's in Connecticut, by the way. Ha, 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 ha. Bunch of crybabies. No, you're a crybaby, Connecticut, because you lost Tommy and Gronk. They're not winning in New England. You're stuck with a losing team. The Tom with the Florida. Like all elderly people do. You're stuck in Connecticut. You're a crybaby and a coward because you won't call in. Let's go to Steven at KCMO. What's up, Steven? Hey. So I'd like to say first off, and piggyback off the last person talking. Mike Tomlin talked about it. When you play against Tom Brady, you can't leave it up to the refs, first off. I mean, the refs, I mean. No, they love Tom. They love Tom. But secondly, I mean, to only score nine points, just terrible. It's not not the refs' fault. In 913 saying, yeah, the refs were 20. No, it's not. The refs were part of it. They they, 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 they did keep a a drive alive for the Buccaneers, okay? They kept that alive. And that Matthew pass interference in the end zone was trash, Complete trash. So, yeah, the refs did have something to do with the game. The offensive line was the real problem. The, the offensive line was the problem. The other problem was, I mean, Pat, Patrick Mahomes could not move the offensive line or pick up a blitz to move the, like, running back to pick up a free blitz or sometimes. I mean, you watch, like, guys like Breeze and Brady, and they, they can read a defense. Mahomes is just still not there at the moment. He's only 25 years old. Chiefs fans have to understand that. Like the, the man, the guy has, the guy is still learning the game of football. But additionally, like I think the most concerning part is Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl. Manning only won Super won one Super Bowl for the Colts. Brees only won one Super Bowl for the for the Saints. I'm not saying Mahomes is only going to win one Super Bowl for the Chiefs, but at the same time, I'm a little concerned. I'm not concerned at all. The guy's already in his second Super Bowl. He's not even 26. He's only he's only going to be 26. But if you would have told Packers fans Rodgers only going to win you one Super Bowl, what would they have said? They would have said you're crazy. In 09. <laughs> you know what? The, you know what? The, the, the Packers have been the Packers have been run run differently. They never got Rodgers' weapons. The Chiefs don't I, go I, by I, that I, philosophy. I hope the Chiefs don't do the same thing, but I'm just saying, like, I, I'm a little concerned, but at the same time, he's only going to be 26, and you got to understand, like, he, he still can't pick up every defensive, like, blitz coming at him, like, Manning and, Bre- and Breeze and Rodgers and Brady has been able to do in their career, and once he does pick that up, it's game over in the NFL. The NFL is going to be, like... Mahomes is going to figure it out. Yeah, yeah he will. They're, they're going to be fine. They, they, here's the deal, too. And this should be a real warning shot to the rest of the NFL. They were idiots and didn't hire any of the Chiefs or promoted any of the Chiefs' assistants to roles. No, everybody went out and hired losers to be their head coach because they were. They, they lost, and they got head coaching jobs. The Chiefs are running it back again with their coaching staff. <laughs> They've got four guys that I think could be head coaches in the NFL. Nobody wants them. It's all right. Take them back here in Kansas City. And they'll regroup. And they've been to two Super Bowls. Time for them to take a nice vacation. Maybe Tahiti. Maybe get a margarita, sit on the beach. Relax from going to the Super Bowl all the time. This team's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. Vegas already said, hey, Super Bowl favorites next year. 
high expectations. Butch in Seattle. What's up, Butch? Hey, big guy. How about those Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, right. t- tonight was uh, not fun. The season was great, though. That's exactly the point. But thank you very much, Pink. I say that every time I come on here, at least I try to. This is about a night of putting things into perspective, gentlemen. Um, and the first thing that I have to admit to as a fan that I'm starting to level with here as I sit outside of uh, uh, Tahiti Bar in Capitol Hill in Seattle, Washington, is that there's nothing that the Kansas City Chiefs could have done in that game to win it. They were going to lose either way. I didn't like the way it went down. Sure. So what? Uh, we got outclassed. We got outplayed, and, and, and the game plan didn't come to fruition. With that said, uh, it, it, the Kansas City Chiefs are one of the better collections of talent that the league has ever seen. Uh, I'll stand by that. I said it before they played in this game. That it was going to be win or lose. They're one of the better collections of talent, coaching, talent on the field that the league has ever seen. They'll have a chance to prove it this next time around. They have a decision to make. Are they going to let this be the reason that they break up this team prematurely or are they going to add to it? Is Brett Veach going to add to this team, or is he going to do too much to break it up? Okay, here, here's he the has, here, here's the problem. He has a pin in his hand. Yeah. He has to well, here, here's it the out. problem, Butch. This here's the it. here's the problem, Butch. And, and listen very carefully. It's got to be creative. All GMs have to be creative. All right. Chiefs payroll is about two hundred million. Now the salary cap two years ago was one eighty nine. It went up to one ninety eight. You know they're talking maybe going below one eighty. So you got to be creative. I mean, there is going to be some things, and all, it's not just Chiefs dealing with it. A lot of people are going to have to deal with it. That's why the draft is so important, because you don't pay those players very much money. You're going to have to get real creative. And they've done that with the, with the pieces around. Legereus Sneed, I mean, that was just such a nice find. I mean, they've been able to get diamonds in the rough in the mid-rounds, but you're going to have to do that. Or journeyman, because you're going to be able to get players at baseball-type prices. You know the way things work, Cream Dog. In 19 and 20. Now, we've seen some outrageous contracts like Trevor Bauer with the Dodgers. That happens. But you were able to bring in pieces for a year or so at a decent price. But there's also a difference between MLB payroll and also NFL, though. But expect some of the baseball-type contracts in the NFL at this point, with, the, yes. with the decreasing salary cap. We're talking about maybe taking $18 million off the cap. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of money. That's a lot of dough. It's a lot of dough. Let's go to Dan and KCK. What's up, my man, Dan? Hey, Bank, how you doing? It wasn't a result I was looking for, but hey, the Chiefs did a pretty good job on those first two series. The defense stopped Brady pretty good. Then the goal line standby, Matthew, I thought that would be, like I told Kramer, to be the turning point in the game. Tyreek made that one catch, then the, then the offensive line just seemed to couldn't get enough blocking. But I, I got to give Patrick Mahomes Mahomes credit. He, he did what he could, what, what, what he had. And I, I agree with you, Bink. The referees, were, some were off on the rest weren't all, all, all off on how could How could the referee say that that will, when Matthew caught the ball, it was prior, it was after, it was kept anyway. Why, why would they say that? I, I, can, I couldn't understand that. But, hey, we'll get to the Super Bowl next year. We'll, it's going to be a great future, and uh, I'm proud of what you do, Bink. Take care of yourself. There you go, Dan. There you go, Dan. Let me ask you this. If I ask you who, Kramer, who the uh, top three receivers for the Buccaneers are, what would you say? Say Mike Evans, Godwin, and probably Antonio Brown. You'd say Evans, Godwin, obviously Edwin's led him this year in yardage, but you say Brown and you'd say Godwin, right? Yes. Okay. Mike Evans tonight, one catch. Antonio Brown, five, because they really kind of left him alone. Godwin, two. That's a combined... Eight catches for 62 yards between their three leading receivers. They had a good game plan. They really didn't give it to them. You know, Tommy got his MVP, but it was Fournette that should have been their MVP, to be quite honest with you. 
You know, Brady hit Gronk or Gronk, six catches, 67 yards. It was Gronk and Fournette. Their big three wide receivers did not hurt the Chiefs a lot this year. Ask Stephon Dix, the NFL's leading receiver, couldn't damage the Chiefs. They weren't bad. It was it was a good game plan with how the Bucs were operating the system and dominating the line of scrimmage. But you're looking at eight catches for 62 yards between Evans, Godwin, and Brown. And if you told me that their leading receiver would be Antonio Brown, five catches for 22 yards, I'd say, how bad did the Chiefs win? I mean, it's unbelievable. The biggest discrepancy in this game was the penalties on the Kansas City Chiefs, that fantastic defensive pass rush from the Buccaneers and all their uh, new money fans. What's up, Chester? Yes, sir. Uh, when you talk about turnovers, but who has vision? And who has creativity? Don't let there be a turnover coming back. Alex Smith got come back of the year award. What makes the attitude of coming back? And he almost lost his life. Eleven penalties. But don't penalize yourself. There was two areas and two sides of the cross. One had a bad attitude. But one had a good attitude. He said, remember me. And Jesus said, this day shall I be with me in paradise. From punishment and death to paradise, coming back. You're talking about pressure, 29 pressures. But we lose and win as a team. So like you said, you have to be creative. And don't put pressure on yourself, not seeing a vision. Three-year run, 45 and 11. Oh, some teams don't get to the Super Bowl. And when is the last team you can think of, maybe 2003, 2004, that what, made two years in a row winning the Super Bowl? You know a team that been there, what, what, four times, five times, and didn't win one Super Bowl? I can say congratulations. It's that you can chase greatness. You can get to a, a great stage, but come back and crown greatness and tell everybody the crown stood up. But when you defended the crown that you did win, when you did win, it still fits. But looking for a comeback at another time to tell the world the crown still fits. Water still agitates and fire still burns. Tell the world the victory and saying in good attitude and coming back attitude, Thank you, Chester. As Chester was mentioning, 29 pressures. That's what Mahomes saw. So whenever you see people going after Mahomes, keep this in mind. Pressured 29 times. That's a Super Bowl record. Jim Kelly was pressured 25 times in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady faced his fewest pressures four in any Super Bowl of his career. It's a big difference the way this game was played. And Rimmers and White. Listen, Wiley went from guard to playing tackle. Rimmers was a good find that it held up. They, they squeezed all the blood out of that turnip. Everything about it. It matters with Fisher. Chiefs are 27-1 and one with Fisher. 3-3 three and three without him. Now 3-4 and four without him. It makes a difference not having your left tackle. It does. Mahomes needed a few extra seconds to deliver the ball. He was scrambling. Almost 500 yards, 497 running around. That, that's unbelievable. 
I mean, this is unbelievable how many times he was running. Um, Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator, great job. His three lowest blitz rates all have come against Andy Reid. They had to figure it out. Mahomes was averaging 12 and a half yards per scramble. He was running around all the time. There's a lot of things, but they're not going anywhere. What team in the AFC would you rather have? And keep this in mind, you know how bad the NFC East was this year? It sucked. That's the Chiefs cross division. They're playing all the teams in the NFC East next year. So if you don't expect this team to make a run next year, you're insane. Let's go to Brent in Courtside, Arizona. What's up? Hey, Bank, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm an old man. I remember Super Bowl one. That's and right. I one in fifty five, man. There's little years and fifty years in between that, you know? Yeah, I know. And in fifty year in that in between fifty years, what would you say if you had and I'm not sure on the first one, five AFC West champions? Man, I'm forty seven and I never saw we, a Super Bowl till last year. Are we five in a row on AFC West? The Chiefs won five straight AFC West crowns. Yes. And the Chargers hired a defensive coordinator to go with that quarterback. So things are looking good in the division. Championship uh, game three years in a row. They've been in the Super Bowl two years in a row. They've won a world championship, and the freaking franchise quarterback is 25 years old. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. They're not going anywhere. They're really not. We just got to take the L. We got to take the L. I get it. We have to take it. We have to accept it. But regardless, don't forget the play of the game is coming up here in just a minute. But I need to go out to the Silverstein Eye Center hotline, Kansas City's most trusted eye doctors, and go out to Josh Klingler, who's standing by in Tampa, Florida. What's up, Kling? I'm happy to make it through town. I'll tell you that. Is it uh, a lot of lot of a lot of people that we didn't hear from all year are out and about? Yeah, they're they're partying pretty hard. Um, there, I there weren't there was only twenty two thousand people at the game, but we got into. I think everybody got in their cars in Tampa and ran to the streets. So um, yeah, it's pretty pretty chaotic out here right now. They're celebrating. Um, obviously, when you when you win in that town, it's a little bit different than when we were used to going to Super Bowls and they're kind of, you know, two uh, two teams in a neutral site. <laughs> um, yeah, Tampa's, Tampa's crazy tonight. Yeah, you had to be in the home city of the team that, that won. I didn't even think of that angle. I mean, this this town has won a lot. I'm t- kind of tired of Tampa, to be honest with you. You know, the Lightning <laughs> won the NHL. The Rays yeah. went to the World Series. No more rooting for them either because you kind of pull for the underdog a little bit. No more. No more. No more Tampa. Uh, for me, Kling, I've, I've I've had enough. Yeah, it's uh, who'd have thought? Like Title Town, Tampa, Ugh. doesn't have a ring to it. No, it doesn't. I, Kling, I, I've been talking about this. You know, here's the Bucks. This team was seven and nine last year, five and eleven, five and eleven the the years previous to it. Listen, Tom Brady did an awesome job in Tampa, but I'll be honest with you. When I look at these teams and look at the future, because we're getting a lot of pushback here from Tampa fans and everything else, but I'd rather be the Chiefs still. Mahomes hasn't even started that ten year extension yet. And Brady eventually, I hope, at some point will retire. But I would rather be in the Chiefs situation than there. I mean, it's been an unbelievable streak what he's been able to do as a starter. Yeah, certainly so. I mean, they're 
you know, can they get two more years out of their quarterback and they're going to have to have a, a different option? Um, you know, I there's there's plenty to look forward to with the Chiefs. They got caught on a bad night. They got outplayed. They got outworked. And we just haven't seen that before, no. right? I mean, it didn't that, seem like the same team we've watched. Yeah, I mean, and and that that very well could happen in a regular season game, <laughs> yeah. and it hasn't, right? And it just happened to happen happened on on the biggest night the bucks were awesome tonight um they adjusted defensively they did make you know i was hoping the offensive line situation was not going to be an issue yeah it was an issue was um they were physical on offense as well i thought the runners ran really really hard you made gronk a a factor which i didn't think uh, could be the case um that was just a well-played ball game by the by the bucks um, I know a lot of people are going to be pointing at the, uh, the the flags in the first half. I can't disagree. I thought the, I thought the flags were pretty bad in the first half mm-hmm. and really kind of got the the Chiefs derailed. But you have to figure out a way to overcome those. They weren't out of this game at halftime, um, but they got they got out of sorts with the uh, with the flags going against them in the in the first half, and I don't think ever quite recovered there. And then. You know what they were doing defensively to get after the Chiefs. They completely changed what they what they had run before, and and were really good at it. And then obviously, I don't know what the pressure number was. I th- thought I saw something was like twenty nine pressures or something. Twenty nine. I mean, that's a Super Bowl record. That's just insane. I mean, um, and get and this, Clint. Get this, Clint. He had nearly five hundred yards scrambling. Did Mahomes? Yeah, yeah, that's just crazy. I saw that that stat too. It was just it's just insane. He just was uh, kind of running for his life and. And uh, yeah, that was that was a really really good performance by the by the Bucks. You know, there there was a couple times where I looked and said, okay, maybe they'll turn around that goal line stand. That was huge uh, for the Chiefs, and they had the punt after that. I get it, but you know, the stop of the Bucks there, but that that final drive of the half where the Chiefs just get the field goal, and then Tom penalty aided goes down and gets a touchdown. Yeah, penalty and timeout aided. Yeah, I thought too. Um, you know, I understand what the Chiefs are trying to do and possibly get the ball back, but. Ended up, I think, biting them that they stopped the clock too much for Brady to be able to move the ball down the field. Because I honestly thought that as bad as the Chiefs were playing, they get a score there before halftime. It's it's fourteen to ten. They get the ball to come out in the second half. They score at seventeen fourteen, and they're on their way. I'm like, we've seen this script so many times um, in that regard. But um, you know, one to be today. Um, it was a it was a frustrating game. A very frustrating sideline that I witnessed tonight. Um, Looked a little shell shocked at times. Lost their composure, I thought, on the field a little bit tonight as well, which has been kind of uncustomary. But it seemed like the Bucks kind of got under their skin a little bit. And then uh, I thought just playing physical, offensive and defensive line, they controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides, and that was uh, to me the biggest biggest difference tonight. I don't know how Brady is the MVP, other than it's a nice PR thing. Yeah. Um, I, I got to say probably Shaq Barrett, somebody on that defense. Uh, was definitely the MVP because you 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 held this Chiefs offense to nine points. No, no question about it. I mean, the defense should have been. Brady got there, I do believe, by the benefit of the touchdowns. Uh, listen, their wide receivers had eight catches for sixty-two total yards. It was it was Gronk and Fournette that did the damage against them. Yeah, and then Jones late too was was punishing. Fournette was a beast. He was. Um, you know, untackleable tonight. And we know Brady's used him, especially down the stretch, out of the backfield to throw to, and they took advantage of that again. And then uh, I just thought they just ran really, really physical 
tonight. So tough one. Plenty, plenty of um, stuff ahead for the Chiefs. I mean, we know kind of a, a few of their weaknesses. Certainly, offensive line. We got to see how that shakes out coming up uh, next season. Probably a few, you know, tweaks uh, defensively in terms of kind of getting after things. Offensive line certainly the the number one aspect of things. And then you know, cleaning up penalties. They gotta gotta find a way to clean up penalties. You know, we talked about it in other instances where it didn't burn them, right? Where they were they were heavily penalized, but it never got to them. Tonight, it, it got to them. Special teams was very, very sloppy tonight in a lot of phases, too. And, uh, you know, every once in a while, that bites you. We just haven't had it bite the Chiefs team, and it didn't until the biggest game of the year. Yeah, Kling, we're talking to the Chiefs sideline reporter, Josh Klingler, also uh, co-host Fesco in the morning. Uh, Kling, what was, the, what was the atmosphere like? I mean, I think they did a good job. I don't like cardboard cutouts. I'm kind of tired of them, to be honest with you, but I thought they did a good job because it looked full between that. The 30,000 cutouts, the 25,000 fans, uh, the Chiefs fans that made the game. What was kind of the scene like with the uh, the fans at the stadium? Well, it was a it was uh, a Bucks dominated crowd. Uh, you know, no doubt, no doubt about it. Probably, I don't know, 70-30, 65-35, that neighborhood. I mean, it was a predominant Bucks crowd. So, and then yeah, they had a lot of cardboard cutouts there. So a lot of them. Look, there was a lot of them. I'm sure. It, I'm sure on television it looked full because we—that was our first impression. We walked to the stadium today. We're like, my goodness, there are a lot of a lot of cutouts here. So um, it, it looked full. It felt it felt full. It wasn't incredibly noisy. I didn't think in terms because I could I could hear a lot of the stuff that was going on, um, you know, uh, close to the field. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't super loud, but it was def it was predominantly Bucks. I mean, they had they had the building unlike last year when the Chiefs definitely had the building in Miami. Kling, always good to talk to you. Go get some rest. Fesco in the morning at 5.58 in the morning. You did a great job all year, Kling. I enjoyed the broadcast uh, with you and Mitch and Dana and and Dan Israel and company on 106.5 The Wolf. And uh, awesome job, buddy. I appreciate it. I know, like everybody else, I'm feeling gut punched tonight, man. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to sleep or not. I'm like, as, as great as it was to win one, I, I know how like people coaches feel when they say, you know, the, the losses are – you suffer the losses harder than you do enjoy the wins. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm in that mode. I'm sure there's probably plenty of Chiefs fans are in that same mode tonight too, man. I'm like, I'm like sick. I'd love to play that one again. Um, that one's gonna sting for a while. All right, Kling, take care, get some rest, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Mike. There you go, Josh Klingler on the Silverstein Ice Center's hotline. Hey, by the way, the play of the game comes up next. You remember the play of the game? You call in the fiscal in the morning at nine thirty. Twenty five dollar gift card to Toppers and get enrolled in a monthly grand prize to Manzarese Jewelry. Plus your phone calls, Big T, Neil, all the rest of you. And the coward out in Connecticut, please give me a call because you're burning up our text line, and I'm going to ban you because you're you're an idiot. So call in, please, 913-576-7610. Back with the play of the game next. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. It's the play of the game. A remarkable acrobatic scramble. And the kick is good. He got it. A 41-yard corner pattern to the near side. Brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry. Mazarese Jewelry, in the business of forever. Nose tackle is in to be an extra blocker. Fourth down and goal to go at the one-yard line. Brady trash Ronald Jones Jr. He is hit and pushed back. Did he get across the goal line? Tom Brady said he scored. No signal given yet, and the Chiefs have held inside the one-yard line. They stuff Ronald Jones inside the one. 
So there you go. That is the play of the game. Just, I usually say, you know, you got to mention the player involved, or you can say Ronald Jones. That's fine. They didn't mention Ronald Jones. Stuffed at the goal line. A big chance the Chiefs got the ball and they ended up punting it, but I thought that was a huge part of the game. That was definitely, I think, the play of the game for the Chiefs. We call it 9.30 in the morning, Fesco in the morning. Name a player involved in the play of the game. You can say Ronald Jones, or you can just say defense. The Chiefs defense. You give them credit. $25 gift card to Topper's Pizza with a, mo- a chance at a monthly grand prize of $500. Two bands of Reese. And as, as Kling said there in the uh, in the break on the commercial, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. It's the last uh, Chiefs post game of the year, culminating in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'll take this any day of the week, to be quite honest with you. But anyway, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, from the 816, Chiefs lost, and I'm hand-washing dishes, listening to 610 while sipping an IPA. At 11.47, he sent this a couple minutes ago. When does the broadcast end? Please tell me 1 or 2 a.m. No, no. No, no. It goes beyond that. I'll take this bad boy to about 2, hand it off to Chris and Ocero, take you right in the 5 o'clock when Dusty and Pete Sweeney will go from 5 to 6, and then Fesco in the morning, Cody and Gold, the drive. I'm back again for a couple of hours into Red Reaction with Dusty Likens. We'll get you covered live, local, all the way till 9 o'clock uh, tomorrow, only as we can and what we did for the Bills game as well. Win or lose, we're here with you because uh, this is fun. And as Kling said, hopefully we can see you in St. Joe next year. Let's go back to the phone lines, 913-576-7610. Big T and Shawnee, what's up, Big T? Oh, hey, Bink, man, not the results that we wanted, man. But, you know, shout out to 610. You guys are champions bringing us championship uh, caliber interviews and, and, and all the stuff all week and Super Bowl uh, previews. You guys rock. Keep bringing it, man. We thank you guys. You guys are like family. But, man, ben, you know, I don't want to keep my head down too low. We're in good hands. We got Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback. We got Big Red and his machine. They'll, they'll, solve, they'll, they'll, get, they'll, they'll shore this thing up. Um, not a big fan. I'm blaming the refs, you know, losing organizations that you do that, but there was some sketchy calls. We all know that. Yeah. We big T. I don't, I don't usually blame the officials. I'm like, yeah, you know, if you want to, that's fine. But I honestly felt in this game, that's okay. It's okay. To, Cause they didn't have a good game and yeah, there was some they Tom did. Brady love involved in that. And oh, yeah. you know what? It, fair game. It's between the lines. I didn't think the officials had a good game and you know what? They deserve to be called out like players do. Yeah, maybe those refs are come from Connecticut like the rest of the stench that's texting you. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, but, Coward won't call in, so. Yeah, but, you know, and, and you know, another thing, too, um, nothing against our offensive line. Those guys have been playing awesome all year. A bunch of unheralded guys, undrafted, you know, uh, uh, high, high, uh, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh rounders, just feeling, but they played their asses off all year. But, man, let's get things straight. What team has a doctor, their guard offs out? A uh, 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 high third round draft, you know, a guy can move around the line. Naeem, he opts out. Uh, oh, similarly, your other guard, he goes out earlier this year. Then you lose your tackle. Then let's get another thing straight. Anybody out there thinks Eric Fisher's underpaid and, and unhar- you know, and he, we, he's no good no more? Bull, bull. You saw what happened when we lost that guy. That hurt. And that coach for the other team, you got to take their hat off to that bowls. That defensive line was tough. He attacked that. We just could not handle that. But Big Red, they'll shore this up. I imagine they'll bring some. Dr- get some draft picks. Those guys will be back next year. Woo! This team's going to be better. They're going to be going in. And, you know, there's something to talk about. We didn't win it this year, and Tom Brady got his dues. But you know what? I hope we play those, those, those SOBs next year, and we're going we're gonna to kick their tails in.
We'll go shore up that line, and and if you win, go to two, go to three, and then you win two two out of the last three. Well, that's something to talk about. And, and Pat Mahomes, he went healthy. You saw him running around. Yeah, he's His probably going to have surgeries. What reports yeah, say? You know, he. he I, I want to see a healthy team, and I'm not making up excuses. But we're going to get your butts next year, Tampa Bay, and you better watch it because Big Red and his machine is going to go running wild on you, and we'll get payback. And as always, let's go Kansas City Chiefs. Nothing, nothing to keep your heads down. Great year. Thank you, Big T. Glad the train is still working even after now. Appreciate that call. Let's go to Will and Lisa. What's up, Will? What's up, guys? First off, I just want to give a big shout-out to Kansas City, the best fan base in the world. Um, You know, we had a great year, but I kind of want to talk about moving into next year. Uh, I mean, do you guys see any real threat in the AFC to us other than us just going right back to the Super Bowl? Uh, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are the only team that can beat themselves. To be honest with you, Um, I I, I see the Browns took some steps. I've seen the the Bills take some steps that you got to do. You know, got to win some playoff games, get the AFC title game. Uh, Unlike what the Ravens are kind of doing, and I like the Ravens. I think Pittsburgh is done. 18 free agents. That's going to be a different looking team. We already know the Patriots are done without Tom, as he took his magic down to Tampa. Uh, the AFC doesn't concern me that much. The Chiefs that dominate the AFC West will get them again next year, of course, two games apiece. In their cross NFC rivals next year, they'll play the NFC least next year. So expect them to be in LA. Got a 816 uh, to call in. This is I'm in Tampa, never tra- traveling for a Super Bowl ever again. It's tough. There's a ton of Tampa Bay fans because you don't have a Super Bowl played in the hometown of where people are celebrating, right? And they're on the right. street celebrating. Now, here's the thing. Next year, it's in L.A. And trust me, I doubt they'll even know the Super Bowl is being played in L.A. Right. I also want to talk a little bit about, you know, I, I hate, you know, the term GOAT. You know, they're all great. But do you see this game, and obviously Patrick, you know, with no doubt he's going to go down probably top three quarterbacks of all time on this rate. Unless MVP so, votes where he's behind Josh Allen, which is idiotic. Right. Do you see this game hindering Patrick? shot at ever chasing that goat status that Brady has. Do you think this game enables him to uh, to never be able to chase that? No, I, it's listen, man, it, it's tough, man. Seven Super Bowls, keep in mind, D4, jumping off sides, help Tom get that sixth ring, gets that seventh and I hit seven to one. All right, that's going to be, it's going to be tougher. Six to two, all of a sudden you had a third of them. Would have been a more manageable deal, but I think of Tiger and I think of Jack and I think of Father Time, but uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough sitting with seven rings. 48% of the seasons he's played, he's ended in the Super Bowl. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm never going to doubt what Patrick Mahomes could do ever because the guy finally lost by more than one score, something he hasn't done since 2016, which is completely ridiculous. Let's go to Lone Jack and talk to Neil. What's up, Neil? Hey, man. Um <clears throat> I want to. I'm, I'm probably going to echo some of the same things that uh, Big T said, and uh, thank you, Big T. I agree with you, Jay. Um, keep that train rolling, brother. Um, I want to thank you. I want you, Jay, and, and everybody at Six Ten for all the hard work you guys have done. You guys are always great, and you've been incredible the last couple of weeks. Um, we've just been so spoiled for the last few years, and I thought for sure we we have been spoiled, and I thought for sure tonight we were going to be completely spoiled, rotten. I thought for sure we were going to make history. I had all the faith in the world that Andy, you know, that Patrick was going to, the 
passed, was, the torch was going to be passed, and the crown was going to be passed tonight, and we were going to be considered one of the greatest franchises in the history. And now I, I believe the future is bright, and we're going to continue and roll on just like you and Big Team and some of the other people have been saying. No question in my mind, we will be back here. Um, this is the last thing in the world I expected. I really thought Andy, because he's done it so many times in the past, I thought for sure that we were just going to figure out a way to get this offensive line to make it work for one night. I mean, it's really it's quite remarkable that we even made it this far with all that we went through. Big T did a great job. I'm not going to outlaw everything that happened with the offensive line this year, but, I mean, with all the offensive line problems that we had, it's quite remarkable that we even got there in the first place. Uh, and it's just so many little things in the game like this that make it go like the way it did. I mean, I thought the last thing in the world I expected was a blowout by the Bucks. I mean, I thought for sure we would win a close game or we might even blow them out. I can't believe the way it went. And I think the most surprising thing to me and the biggest reason that it went the way it was, was I got to give credit to their secondary. As bad as they were when we played them the first time, you know, Patrick, we're used to Patrick scrambling around and the offensive line not necessarily protecting him as, as well. And he did that tonight. And usually when that happens, he finds a way to make miraculous plays. And he finds guys that are open and gets the ball to him. And he did a few times tonight. And just a little things like if Tyreek makes that catch in the end zone, it's one of the hardest catches you, you would can imagine. But we've seen Tyreek make that catch before. If he makes that catch, if Williams makes the catch when, when Patrick is scrambling, Travis, I mean, Travis had a great game, but he still – had a couple drops when, when, when Patrick was scrambling and he got the ball to him. Obviously, the refs did completely suck in the second quarter. But, hey, we're not going to be like 49ers fans here, right? We had the entire second half to try to make this a game and come back and win it, and I fully expect that we would, even late in the third quarter. I still had all the faith in the world that we would come back and win that game. But it's the little things. I mean, they're secondary. Even when Patrick scrambled, he just couldn't find people open tonight, and I got to give their secondary credit for that. That's no, and he scrambled around through the ball, and again, if he makes that catch, we're talking about one of the greatest throws in Super Bowl history when the guy is sideways throwing it 30 yards. But you know what? I'd rather be out in the Super Bowl than in the playoffs or not make the playoffs, you know? I mean, Niners made the Super Bowl. They were at home. They didn't make the playoffs. You know, Buffalo lost in Kansas City, and – Embarrassing fashion. I, I would much rather lose in the Super Bowl because you know what? You made it. Everybody else is having Rotel and nachos and hot wings and everything else. They're watching you on Sundays. The Renegade Playoff Show. Weekdays starting at 5 a.m. 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City. WDAFHD2 Liberty. A radio.com Sports Station. Let's head back out to Arizona and Chiefs Kingdom goes far and wide and talk to Sandra. What's up, Sandra? Sandra? Ben, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Ben, got to give it up to you and Kramer, my pennant boys, my best post game ever. Love you guys. You've been holding us aloft all this time. So thank you. We've thank done nothing. Callers have done everything, and the Chiefs hey, have done everything. Hey, We've just facilitated the message. Thank you. Got that. The words you're looking for are thank you. And thank you. you thank you, Sandra. Say. Thank you, Sandra. Don't insult the compliment. And I did promise Kramer no. I keep it clean. So I won't say anything about Connecticut and about, you know, biologically impossible things. I will say I will always be proud of my chief. 
I was proud of them. I was the first one to call in after the 93 game. Sloppy in tears and man, drove to the airport afterwards. And if I could do it right now from Phoenix, I would. To be at the airport and say, we love you guys. And for the people who are like, but Aaron Rodgers only won. But this guy only won. But this guy only won. I, that's just stop that. Stop it. The body isn't even cold yet. He's 25. We've got a great future ahead of us, and I cannot be the only Chiefs fan who thought in the last four minutes of the game, figuring out in our head how he was going to pull this out. And I have never thought that before, Patrick. I have never thought that before he was our quarterback. No, he's given us hope. And when the team is down, he's brought him back. Just like last postseason, 24 points, down 10, down 10. He just kept doing it, and we're accustomed to seeing it. And tonight he did everything he could. This is 100% not on him. I agree. I agree. And the stupid goat talk is is not even for somebody in the beginning of his career. He's great. I love all those guys tremendously. I'm hugging them to my ample bosom. And sorry, Kramer. And it's I, okay. Thanks for all of it. And I I promise to call in on one of your late night shows sometime. Well, I appreciate it, Sandra. I know it's a little bit earlier for you, but uh, we're glad you're staying awake. A lot of people staying awake. I told people, you're not going to sleep tonight. Maybe you will. Maybe it's this still helps. like 10 o'clock for her right now. Yeah. So just, you know, just relax, have fun, pour some more Evansfield whiskey, and uh, enjoy the night. We'll get over this. You wake up, sun will come out tomorrow. It may not come out tomorrow. I'm not sure it's going to be pretty cloudy in this way, but you know what I'm saying. Let's go to Double J and KC. What's up, Double J? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, it's sad. It's disappointing, but uh, you got to tip your head to the Chiefs. I mean, they've, we've had a great season. I mean, back-to-back Super Bowls. Yes, you wish you were have won tonight. But, I mean, what they did last year, winning the, and this and just to get back there, I mean, the Patriots were the last team to do that. And to one Not only that, but to get back there in the year of a pandemic. Yeah. The year where you don't have OTAs, mini camps. These guys are getting nasal swapped. I give the Buccaneers a ton of credit. I give the Chiefs a ton of credit because they withstood it, they did it, and they made it to the Super Bowl. Same same here. And you know what? Like Sandra said, uh, we should wrap our arms around this team. Uh, who knows what time they get back tomorrow, but. We should go out and cheer them on and thank you for one heck of a ride that's given us these last two years and more years to come. I mean, I love this team. Go Chiefs. We're going to be back, baby. That's the spirit, Double J. Cheer up, man. You sound down, man. You got to get up, man. Get knocked down, you get up. Hey, I love you guys. I love the show. Thank you guys for all you guys have done this season and what you guys continue to do for Kansas City and just in general. All right, Double J, you take care and have a good night. Here's the thing. Nick Saban said it after the uh, national title game. He said, you know, he just won his seventh national title. Confetti streaming down on his head. He just passed Bear Bryant. And he said, yeah, seven wins, that's great, but I remember the two losses I had. That's the way these guys are. That's the way they're wired. As Michael Jordan said in his documentary, I took that personally. Don't take this personally. 
I think Patrick will take it personally where they voted him in the MVP. That's good. That's good news for Kansas City fans. You take it personally. Again, I think this team is going to be a team you don't want to play next year. It's a team that's been the back-to-back Super Bowls. They had the uh, the fine, fine victory last year in the parade and all that. And then they got to see what it's like when you lose the game. And you can't win them all. This team won 14 games this year. In a crazy year. They went undefeated on the road, except for tonight. Only team in the NFL that went undefeated on the road through the regular season. That's, that's a sign of a mentally tough team. Do I feel that Tyron Matthew and others will have a chip on their shoulder? Absolutely do. 100%, especially him. Tom Brady talks out of both sides of his mouth. He really does. His press conferences this week, he was praising the Honey Badger incessantly. And Honey Badger even acknowledged it. Yeah, that's great, you know, hearing that from Tom. And then Tom runs across the field to say something to the Honey Badger and talk some trash. Then Tyran says something back and gets flagged. <laughs> that's that's crap. That's a bad call. Again, chip on the shoulder. Be Tom Brady, all sweet and cookies and everything nice, and then talk your junk. All right. I guess that's what the GOAT does, right? He talks his junk. Different guy in the press conferences, and then he turns into a little bit of a hypocrite during the game. I get it. I get it. Do what he wants. He's got seven rings. So, who knows? That's just the way it goes. But the good news is your team went to back-to-back Super Bowls, something we haven't said forever. Again, we're calling it the new normal. It is a new normal. I am 47. I'd never seen a Super Bowl with the Chiefs were in except for last year. And then you saw back-to-back years. You know, we're getting a lot of good things to happen to us in Kansas City. The Royals went to back-to-back World Series in 14 and 15. And 14 stung, man. It stung. Madison Bumgarner was a popular Halloween costume. It scared us. 15, they come right back and they win it. Well, Chiefs went the other direction. They won last year. They lost this year. (laughs) But, again, nobody took our coaches. For some reason, they didn't do it. The Chiefs are running it back once again with their coaches. Not only that, they're going to be running it back with most of the players, too. Sprinkled in with what they do in the draft, and obviously they'll do some work with the offensive line. Coletio Simile was a big, big injury early in the season. They got brought some nasty to the offensive line. Had this line been like it was supposed to be with KO, with Schwartz and Fisher at the tackles, it looks different. And I know you can't use injuries as excuses, but eventually they do catch up to you. Eventually they do. Let's go listen to some of the sounds of the game brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Let's hear from the head coach, Andy Reid. Listen, my hat goes off to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the job that they did. I know I haven't had a chance to address you uh, since the accident happened that my son was involved in. My heart goes out to all those that were involved in the accident, in particular, the family with the little girl who's fighting for her life. and listen, I, it's a tough situation. 
I can't comment on it uh, any more than than what I am here. So the questions that you have, I'm gonna have to uh, turn those down at the time. But just from a human standpoint, man, my my heart bleeds for for everybody involved in that. So um, as far as this game goes, they played better than we did, and that's my responsibility. I, I and I take full responsibility for it. Um, you, you just can't you can't do the things that we did um, uh, and, and beat a good football team like that, in particular at this level. So with that, time's yours. All right, first we'll go to Herbie Tiopi, Kansas City Star. Hey, Coach, good evening. All right, Herbie. Eight penalties for 98 yards, I believe, or 95 yards in the first half. I mean, such uncharacteristic play from you guys. What did you say to your team with those penalties, and how much did that – turn the tide of the game in your opinion? Well, you, you can't have that. I mean, you can't have penalties, uh, not that many. I think we had 10 of them total. Uh, and that you're taking, you're taking uh, space away from yourself, either defensively or offensively. And so, you know, that it is uncharacteristic and it's too bad it happened today for sure. Next we'll go to Adam Teicher, ESPN. Hi, Andy. Um, you guys had pieced it together pretty well with that offensive line up till up until tonight. Was it just a case tonight where Tampa's front was was pretty tough and you guys just couldn't handle them? Is that all this was tonight? I don't want to tell you they're not tough, um, but I tell you, I, I could have done a better job of putting our guys in a, a better position. They fought their tail off. The guys never gave up. I mean, these are champions and, and uh, just the fact that they we're able to get themselves back to this fight, you know, fighting like crazy to get here. Um, it was a bad day to have a bad day, but um, I, I'm not going to lay it on the, the offensive line. We, when, when we lose, we all lose together on this. All right. Next we'll go to Sam Millinger, Kansas city star. Hey Andy. Um, I, maybe this is along the lines of what people have been asking you and I realize the game just ended, but we haven't seen you guys struggle like that offensively, not not get a touchdown since Patrick's been your quarterback. Just how much of this was execution for your part and how much of this was something maybe the Bucs were doing that, um, you know, just, just wrecked what you were trying to do? Yeah, listen, Todd had a good plan. But um, like I said, I I could have done a whole lot better putting these guys in a better position to, to make plays. I mean, you know, the, my guys busted their tail and um, – you know, we just, we didn't, you know, it just didn't work for us. So, but give credit to Todd for, for the job that he did. He got us. All right. Next we'll go to Aaron Ladd, KSHB. Coach, appreciate the time. I know the motto all year was run it back and going back to the title game, but I wonder leaving this game, if there's a better appreciation for just how hard it is to, to repeat as champion. <laughs> Well, yeah, that, it's, uh, uh, it's tough. I mean, that's a tough thing to even to get back to this game. It's tough. Um, but that's what this is all about. And it just tell, shows you the heart of these guys um, and, and what they've done uh, to put ourselves in a position to at least have an opportunity to do this. We've got to play better. We've got to use it as motivation to help get ourselves back again. Next, we'll go to Diana Rossini, ESPN. Andy, um, I know you addressed the situation with your son, but um, 
over the last few days since it's happened, did it have any effect on you as the head coach of the Chiefs preparing for the Super Bowl? Well, I, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you my heart bleeds for the, the people involved in it. I, I mentioned that, Diana. And so, uh, but again, we had put the game plan in the week before. And so the, the distraction um, wasn't a distraction as far as the game plan goes. That, that was already in and kind of how we were going to work with it and, and go forward. So I would tell you, you know, I mean, anything, that's a, it's a loaded question, Diana. I, I, uh, from a human standpoint, yeah, it, uh, it's, uh, it's a tough one. Uh, from a football standpoint, two separate things. From a football standpoint, uh, you know, that wasn't, I don't think that was the, the problem. Next, we'll go to Sam McDowell, Kansas City Star. Hey, Andy. Um, I know you've probably only got a really brief time to do this, but I'm wondering what your message was to your guys after the game and what it will be in these next few days. Yeah, well, I had an opportunity to be with them. So uh, they were all in there for the most part. And, um, you know, just uh, uh, that you battled your tail off all year, stand tall. Um, that That's important. And, and keep your eyes looking up and forward. And so um, we, we didn't play our best game today, uh, but we're going to get back on it and get ourselves ready for next year. All right, next we'll go to Matt Derrick. Hey, Coach, I, I know you already have a healthy respect for Patrick's toughness, um, but tonight in a game like this where things weren't really going his way and and he was taking a lot of hits. Does does this say anything more? Do you think this proves anything about him and just his mental and physical toughness in a game like this? No, to the last uh, snap, he, he was trying to win the football game. And so um, uh, that should never be questioned. No, you're right. All right, next we'll go to Jory Epstein, USA Today. Hi, Andy. Leonard Fournette was a threat in both the run and the passing game today. What was so difficult about stopping him for your defense? Yeah, you know what? He did a nice job. He, uh, they used him in the run game, and then and he ran hard, and they used him um, in the play pass game as a check down. So, and he did a nice job with that. So, I, you know, uh, we, we need to do a better job of making sure we're in position to cover him. I mean, but Listen, the kid, uh, give the kid credit. He did a nice job. All right, next we go to Jason Alex Fleming, Florida Sun. How you doing, Mr. Reed? Hi, Jason. Good. Hi. Uh, uh, hard, hard question yeah. answer, right? Fair enough, Coach. My apologies, Mr. Reed. Um, the linebackers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were swarming today. Uh, do you think the biggest issue was the lack of running game early or the fact that um, Mahomes couldn't get the deep plays going due to the fact that the secondary and the linebackers were just so fluid? Yeah, I've, I could have done a better job of helping him out uh, with the run game, and um, I, I could have given him more opportunities uh, where we could have run the football. Next, we'll go to Santiago Tomasi, NFL Chile. Thanks, Mr. Reed, for your time. I would like to ask you about uh, your defense. Uh, you have some problems in the first uh, half with some 
falls. And in the second half, uh, especially in the running game, they weren't fast enough. They couldn't help, uh, stop the gaps. What do you think it can improve for the next year? Yeah, Santiago, I thought we did a nice job the, at the beginning of the game. We didn't take advantage of that as well as we could have um, offensively. And, and, um, and then there are too many snaps out on that field. We, we've got to... We've got to do a better job of sustaining drives on offense. And that, again, when I say it's my responsibility to help our guys with that, that's my responsibility. Next, we'll go to Jarrett Bell. Hey, hey Coach, uh, I, I've got to ask you, proverbial, did you see it coming question? When you think about your preparations for the week and the, the situation with your son, the, the COVID situation, did you, can you, did any of that explain what happened? No, I didn't see it coming at all. I thought we were going to come in and we were going to play uh, these guys, right? Uh, uh, just like we've been playing teams and um, and it didn't happen that way. They did a nice job. I, I give them credit on it, but I, I didn't anticipate this happening. No, I can't tell you that. All right, next we'll go to Brian Costello. Andy, you um, you said Todd got you tonight. What, what specifically about Todd's game plan and scheme tonight uh, worked so well against your offense? Well, I, you know, we played zone on first, second down and mixed it up a little bit on third down, and we weren't able to handle that too well. Thank you. There's Coach Andy Reid. Handle that press conference with class. It's a good thing I'm not a coach, Kramer. Here's the thing, man. There's a lot of people who have stupid questions. There's a lot of people that probably should just keep their hand down, don't ask a question. Like, you don't need to ask a question and ask the same question somebody's already asked. Just don't do it. It's Or ask the same question in a different way, you're going to get the same answer. But he handled it right. I just, um, you know, I would not make a good coach because I don't, don't know if – but he handled it with class. And that was perfect. There's head coach Andy Reid. We'll hear from a lot more from the locker room of the Kansas City Chiefs. Also hear what the Buccaneers are saying. I'm sitting here. NFL Network's already got a commercial out for the Buccaneers Super Bowl champion stuff, right? All their new fans can go get something. They were real quiet last year at 7-9. Real quiet when they were 5-11. And again, quiet when they were 5-11 the year before that. Now they're all out partying in Tampa. Didn't hear from them. They're 7-5. Didn't hear from them when the Chiefs beat them week 12. Think you know they, but they're everywhere now, man. They're all just title town Tampa. You know, you know, with the, the, the t shirts released and everything, you think you're going to get a, if there is by chance, get a Chiefs one? It's like, because you know, they make those in bulk. Oh, I'm sure they were already made. Would, would you still, would you still get one if it was a Chiefs one still this is day? No, because I don't buy that stuff. True. I, I don't. I don't. I was I, just wondering. I know. I just if it's like a couple bucks, you know, this makes a good uh, working out hat or whatever. So, and it's a piece of nostalgia. Something that didn't happen. Something makes you angry when you look in the mirror and think, "What if? What if?" Anyway, your calls and reaction nine one three five seven six seven six ten plus. We'll hear from the editor in chief of arrowheadpride.com, Pete Sweeney. Plus, we'll take a look at uh, the scoring drives in this game with touchdown Kansas City with the voice of Mitch Holtis. All this next. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. 
Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. And welcome back. Chiefs lose to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, Tom Brady made the biggest difference for that team. Hats off to him. He's got the refs that like him, but besides that, I mean, let's face it, this guy finds a way to win. You know, he's Jordan had six titles. He's got seven now. Been the Super Bowl 48% of the years he's played. That stuff is, that's legendary. And you're seeing it. And he did it to us again. I'm, you know, he's coming back too. He's coming back. And, uh, you know, it's at least he's not in the AFC, but uh, Kramer, you heard him say he's coming back. I mean, he's, he's not going anywhere. He'll, Eventually, doesn't the skills just? I mean, Father Tom will, will we? It will catch you up. Think, to him. but I don't know, man. Those guys are like a robot. I mean, just like a Peyton Manning. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's better. He just he just keeps on going, man. But anyway, props to him for what he did. We'll uh, we'll go to uh, we'll listen to uh, Pete Sweeney here in just a minute. Before I do, let's go to Gino and OP. What's up, Gino? Well, I'm just uh, trying to get over this game. I wanted to, a couple of random thoughts here. I wanted to expand on something that Big T guy called in and was talking about offensive lines. And uh, I've just been having a craving for five guys' hamburgers, and I think it's because I keep thinking about all the guys that have been injured on the Chiefs' offensive line. Or you're just hungry. uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and try to bear with me here. I want to say something about Tom Brady. All day long, my friends have been calling me, and I've been calling them. And they keep telling me how much they hate Tom Brady. And it reminded me of when I was young, I went to the championship game between UCLA and Memphis State when I lived in St. Louis. We sent away for tickets. It was a lottery. We got them. I went to the NCAA championship. Bill Walton was 21 of 22 from the field, and that was the greatest game in the history of championship games in college basketball. And I didn't enjoy it because I hated Bill Walton so much. I was miserable all night <laughs> and I had a terrible time and I took nothing away from it. It wasn't until later. That's sports, that you know, that gets us, man. It gets in the emotions, right? The thrill yeah. of victory, the yeah. agony of defeat. I mean, these things, uh, this, you know, they get on your nerves a little bit, but it's sports though. That's why we love them. Well, I realized what I had done to myself and I'm telling all my friends that as much as you hate this guy, try to stop and smell the coffee here because this guy is Babe Ruth, he's Secretariat, and he's Wayne Gretzky. We will not see someone like him again. Uh, no. uh, he, w- when, his, when his friends were, were crying in the locker room after they won the NFC Championship, he cussed at them and used the F word and said, what are you crying for? Yeah. We're not done yeah. yet. And if he wasn't there, <laughs> they wouldn't have won this game. And I, I don't like some things about him either, but, man, that guy is the greatest football player that has ever lived. No, no, and, no question, uh, man. We can hate him all we want, but uh, yeah, I mean, this, it, we hope Patrick Mahomes gets to that point. You know, where, where people, yeah, yeah, around well, the league, and they're already starting it now because they fear him. And well, you know, I, we just well, hope he gets that status because yeah, I'm like that with Tom. I got nothing against Tom, but I get tired of him winning. But again, yeah. he's been in four of the last five Super Bowls. The guy just knows how to get here. It, it's just incredible. Our boy can throw the football better and is a better quote unquote quarterback but i mean that guy is like magic he's like he's like iron man or something it's just incredible it's just i mean he he's 
gone to more suit. He's won more Super Bowls than than the, any other franchise, and some of those franchises oh. have been there what almost ninety years. And tonight really wasn't about him. I mean, he had a good game, the three touchdowns in the first half. That's what got him the MVP. I mean, he had nine passes completed in a row. That was good, but his overall numbers weren't great. I mean, I, I no, give credit well, to the Buccaneers' defense. That's what won him the game. Oh, fantastic! And and lastly, uh, if you will, um, I hope that this. Uh, makes sure that we will take an offensive lineman in the first round. Oh, I think so, brother. I think that's the yeah. direction we're going to go. But just, remind, you know, this reminds me of this, all right? So Eric Bieniemy, that should be a head coach in the National Football League, said this this week, and it just makes so much sense, so much sense to enjoy it. This was said before the game, but it makes a lot of sense. In order to appreciate winning, you have to despise losing. Okay? You have to despise that feeling of what it what it feels like in the agony of defeat. <laughs> Play it again. In order to appreciate winning, you have to despise losing. Okay, you have to despise that feeling of what it what it feels like in the agony of defeat. See, those are words lived by right there, man. To appreciate winning, which they did last year, the agony of defeat, that feeling of losing. It's Nick Saban after winning seven national titles. That's great, but the ones that we lost are the ones that haunt me. I get it, man. I get it. Let's go out to the Silverstein Ice Center's hotline and uh, talk to the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com here on the Arrowhead Pride postgame show and talk to one Pete Sweeney. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. And joining us now, the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, uh, one Pete Sweeney that you can also hear at 5 a.m. this next morning uh, with Dusty Likens and the Run It Back special. What's up, Pete? Hey, Jay. Kind of a somber end to the season. No, it is. It's tough. And, you know, it's initially, I don't know how you feel, Pete. You initially get angry and everything. And then you let it, then you kind of start to let the process just a little bit. I'm kind of in between both. Where you're angry about the outcome, but then again, you sit back and say, well, Pat Mahomes has just gone to the AFC title game, and he's gone to two Super Bowls in three years starting. And then you sit back and say, would I rather be the Bucks or the Chiefs going forward? Listen, Tom Brady's not going to live forever and play forever, or maybe he will. I don't know. But probably not. I'd rather be the Chiefs, to be honest with you, because I don't think um, they made their last trip to the Super Bowl tonight. No, and, you know, it. It's tough, right? Because I think over the past year plus, where what we've been so conditioned to is them always finding ways to win and pull it out, whether it be the regular season or the postseason. I mean, you think about the last 450 plus days, the starters had lost one game. So it never felt like they were in danger of losing. And it was just that one rare time to the Raiders. You didn't feel like they were ever going to lose a big game. And really, since he became starter, this dates to three years, 2018, we had never seen Patrick Mahomes beaten like he was beaten tonight, where the Chiefs, you realized late in the third quarter that they just had no opportunity to win this football game. I mean, it, it was over in the third quarter, and it just was so uncommon to see with Patrick Mahomes uh, congratulations to Tom Brady. I think that there is so much in the future ahead for Patrick Mahomes and what he can do. But this idea that 
he's going to be the greatest of all time, and it's just a matter of time. I think tonight was a clear indication that we could probably stop talking about that for a while. It's going to take a really great career, and it's going to be a real, I think, uphill battle to do what Brady has done. No question about it. What do you think all went wrong tonight, Pete, when you think about it? Obviously, yeah, kind of the pulse of uh, Chiefs Twitter, and I'm sure you've seen the reaction. Everybody's really upset about the uh, penalties, and I get that. Uh, the Chiefs were racking up penalties, and it was very frustrating. Or was it the fact that Patrick Mahomes nearly ran for 500 yards in scrambles, according to uh, ESPN stats and info? Yeah, yeah. You know what uh, was the big issue tonight? Uh, and I, I think it was pretty obvious. I mean, I, I have four names for you. Eric Fisher, Mitch Schwartz. Oh, we lost Pete. We had a problem. We lost Pete. Where'd you go, Pete? I'll get uh, a call back. We'll get to, we'll get Pete back uh, back on. We lost Pete. He didn't get to do the smell you later. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to the Chiefs fans or fans. Well, if you're a Buccaneers fan and you can prove that you have liked them previous to this season, I'll take your phone calls as well. Let's go to Luke in the Northland. What's up, Luke? Hey, man. It's good to talk to you. Good talking to it's, you, Luke. Uh, yeah, unfortunately not the best situation. Um, no, I wish but, you called me at better times, but uh, I get it, man. we <laughs> got to roll, man. Yeah. yeah. it's Honestly, I think that, you know, it's not like like the Royals that, you know, when we, you know, in 2016, you know, we lost and everyone's like, oh, well, the sky is falling. Like, we have the best quarterback in the league. And something that I heard from Shaq that he said is that Hakeem Olajuwon, he leaned in his ear one time and said, young fella, you learn the most from your defeats, not your victories. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, that it was said that Mahomes, after that first year of him playing, when he lost to uh, Brady on our turf, that, he was like literally doing like backyard practice almost. And I, I really wish that the outcome of course was, was better, but this now, like, you know, when, when everyone's winning, you know, winning cures all. So then like when you win, it's like, Oh, okay. Well, Sammy Watkins, he's on the team. He's not doing anything, but you know, we're winning, you know, it's like now that we lose one, we can clean a little bit of the house, and we'll we'll basically be able to um, reassess things. Because, like as it was, we we're kind of just like, you know, of course we were running it back, and and then we got hit in the mouth by the refs, and it is what it is. Yeah, got hit in the mouth by the refs and the Buccaneers' defensive lines. Give them credit. They, the Buccaneers deserve a lot of credit, man. And they got to take anything away. Their game plan was unbelievable. Their game plan in Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator, that'll be a head coach again in this league because Tampa's going to run it back with their coaches too. Byron Leffitt should come back as offensive coordinator. Um, you know, again, guess who, guess who didn't have a catch tonight? Mr. Wheels himself, Scotty Miller. Mr. Yeah. I'm faster than Tyreek. He had like a little end around that went negative uh, yards. Uh, matter of fact, their wide receivers, eight catches, 62 yards. I mean, it's again, they did it 
with this defense and the sprinkled in offense that was officiating aided where the chiefs jumping off sides for field goals, give them first downs. I mean, let's face it. That was it. Yeah. Brady hit Gronk a couple times, but make no mistake about it. I mean, he threw for 201 yards. <laughs> That's nothing. But again, it was efficient with what he did. He had eight incompletions, but that defense for the Bucks won this game. Tom will take his hardware back with him, but no. That defense and what they did to our offensive line and having Mahomes scramble for nearly 500 yards, they won this game. That's the Super Bowl MVP. Tom will get it because everybody likes Tom, and he's got five of these now. But Tom Brady is not the MVP of this game. The MVP of the game is the defense. I think we have uh, Pete back now. All right, well, let's, uh, let's go back to Pete. Yeah, yeah. You know what uh, was the big issue tonight? Uh, and I, I think it was pretty obvious. I mean, I, I have four names for you. Eric Fisher, Mitch Schwartz, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, and Kelechi Assembly. Um, you know, we had talked about this was going to be the matchup to watch uh, all week. And, you know, I, I think we reasoned, all right, well, Andy Reid's the greatest play caller of all time. He could scheme up anything. He'll just run what we thought would be a lot of end-arounds and, and so on. And we also thought that, you know, maybe Patrick Mom's going to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And they just were overmatched. I mean, there's no other way to say it. And Mahomes was pressured all night. And even the greatest of quarterbacks, when he has no time, is not going to be able to be successful. And that extended to Mahomes for the first time. I, like I said, I mean, in the three years, it really felt like he was human in, in a sense. Those plays that were magical that you would see and we were expecting Travis Kelsey to catch, he didn't catch. And uh, couldn't really get in a rhythm with McCole Hardman early, I thought, now that hurt. Uh, you didn't really have any complimentary play. You know, it seemed like the only player really on offense who was having a solid night was Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and that was only in the second half when the Bucks had you know, a pretty, pretty big lead. It, it just really felt like anything the Chiefs could do right was taken away by that Bucks front. And then on the other side, Brady was well protected from you know the Chiefs front and. They have a lot of talented receivers. That was something I did note coming into the game is, you know, from a, just a wide receiver, pure wide receiver standpoint, they're right there with the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, I think we saw that tonight. And then for the second time in three years, Rob Gronkowski was just a huge problem that the Chiefs really had no answer for. I think for the longest time, Patrick Mahomes masked a lot of the problems that the Chiefs have, and now they'll have an offseason to figure out some solutions, whether they do that through free agency or the draft. And I will say this, though. I know they have very talented wide receivers. and But the Chiefs just really haven't let wide receivers dominate them against them this year. You look at Mike Evans, one catch. Right. Antonio Brown, five. Chris Godwin, two. Um, so you're talking between Godwin and Mike Evans, a total of three catches. And if you would have told it me that. It was Fournette. Yeah, Fournette. Yeah, Fournette heard him. And Gronk. Yeah. Fournette and Gronk. And, and Gronk, we, we had seen hurt Kansas City before. Uh, he did spread the ball around quite a bit. I thought he was really efficient and uh, just didn't seem like the Chiefs' defense was poised and ready for the physicality of what Fournette brought to the table a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I think, who knows? I mean, you play this game, uh, uh, you know, ten times. Uh, maybe if things go differently with the penalties, it, it would have played out differently. But you got to win despite 
some of the calls, and I, I know that that is going to be a point of frustration because it did, it did certainly feel like quicksand, um, especially in that Tyron Matthew interception called back, and then a couple yeah. plays later with the McCall Hardman penalty, which the, the Hardman penalty was deserved. It was well offside, but um, yeah, just a lot of different reasons, and, and the Chiefs kind of unraveled just something we haven't seen in a really, really long time. I think uh, the official stats gave that to Hamilton, though, didn't they? <laughs> Even though it was Hardman, clearly. Yeah, it was, it was Hardman. It was yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it, they originally called Hamilton, and Hamilton yeah. threw his hands up and yeah. shocked because, and for good reason. <laughs> but uh, you looked at NFL; eventually, they changed it to yeah. Hardman, and the NFL stats um, showed him, you know, significantly offside. So no question on that penalty. But you know what stuck out to me? You know, you want to talk about the penalties? You know, and I noticed this in half. I mean. I think we, we've been on together for quite a few post games. Yeah. I'm not one that ever likes to bring up the penalties as an excuse. And then I just felt that for them to be as lopsided as they were, especially after the NFC title game, maybe not so much the AFC title game between the Chiefs and the Bills, but if you really watch that NFC title game, it's like a street fight. They were kind of just letting them play. And, you know, you can make a case that a lot of these calls were indeed the penalties, but they just weren't calling them. Yeah. The two weeks before in the championship game, it, was, it almost felt like two different sports to me, uh, and that was unfair. And I, like I said, I highlighted the Matthew penalty, which to me was was soft on the holding call, Traverius Ward, and then late in the half on the nine yard line, it, it really did look like an uncatchable ball. And like I said, because the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers were so physical, uh, they had a big lead in the third quarter, and, and the Chiefs just couldn't do anything about it. I felt where the game probably and maybe could have swung is when they stopped them on the goal line, give them momentum, that big play. Right. We've seen the Chiefs come back from those type of things. But, you know, not having Fisher in the game, and it's hurt them last year, and it's hurt them this year as well, Pete, it kind of shows you that they they have got to really circle in on offensive line. I know Lucas Niang opted out this year. He'll be back. Tardif will be back. But they still have to address that tackle situation. And um, keeping Eric Fisher is a big thing, I think, for the Kansas City Chiefs because he's well needed. But you know darn well your guys at ArrowheadPride.com have been to the Senior Bowl and everything else. <laughs> I'm expecting the Chiefs to go offensive linemen at pick 30, 31. Right. You never want to necessarily need something going into the draft. But to me, offensive line is that uh, pretty obvious that you know, they were down to their reserves of their reserves tonight, and it just wasn't good enough. And they need to get some people in the pipeline there. Uh, when you talk about Lucas Niang, I mean, again, we'll have all offseason to debate, figure out what's going on. Niang might have been a redshirt year anyway. He was coming off of what I believe was a hip injury uh, going into this season. He probably was would have been playing tonight, honestly, because they were down to such reserves. But it might have been a redshirt year anyway, so he's going to be fresh uh, off his feet, you would think. Again, they're they're not with the team, so you got to see what kind of shape these guys come in. We have seen from afar that Laurent Duvernay Tardif has a deep desire to return, and he's been working out, and um, he will be back in the lineup after a year off. Sometimes a year off is good uh, for some of these players, and so you can check them back in and, and see who you could draft, and you know you can make a case if if Brett Veach and Brant Tillis can work some cap magic that you may want to maybe figure out how Byron Pringle can step in for Sammy Watkins. You go spend that money on an offensive lineman that you bring in and, and you feel good about protecting Pat in a big game like this. Well, these coaches look like they'll be back next year. A lot of the players will be coming back. I'm expecting kind of the same results um, next year, get to the Super Bowl, win it or not. You can't always guarantee that. But I'll tell you this, 
everybody's giving him their best shot. I thought Todd Bowles completely switched around what he usually does. And uh, right. he confused the Chiefs. And I give him credit for doing that. But that's where the Chiefs have gotten to. They're going to get everybody's best shot. And they did this season, but the Chiefs were able to overcome. But you give a team a couple weeks before the Super Bowl, and they're going to go back and look at every single thing that they did wrong against the Chiefs in Week 12, and they're going to look at what other teams did against the Chiefs and put them all together for a formula, and will that work tonight? Right, and you know, one of the things I saw that Tyreek Hill was saying after the game is Chiefs anticipated a lot of man uh, that you know they would they would see, and there was a lot of cover two and cover four. And I think Romo even noted on the broadcast just how deep the safeties were playing. I mean, I, the Bucks, I pretty much said right from the get go that they weren't going to be beaten by what is like the Legion of Zoom. You know, it was going to have to be yeah. these intermediate passes. It was going to have to be uh, intermediate passes. It was going to have to be on the ground. Yeah, you did see eventually see Clyde have some success. I think that's a good sign for the future. But uh, set the tone and uh, Todd Bowles. Similar, I vote, I think, to, to Eric Bieniemy, and, you know, to an, an extent, Steve Spagnolo, as far as, like, could deserve a head coaching opportunity in the near future uh, with the game plan he, he put together tonight. You can make a case that Todd Bowles uh, has been the only defensive coordinator, really, since uh, Mahomes got going that dominated him like this. Because, you know, you even think back to that AFC title loss a couple of years back against the New England Patriots. The Chiefs put a lot of points on the board. Uh, this was a complete shutdown. I understand about the offensive line, but this was a complete shutdown of, of the Chiefs' offense that really had rolled over everybody else in the league on their way to this game and on the biggest stage, and they were able to do it. And It's a big reason that the, uh, the Bucks were able to win. And what's, uh, like I said, a shame, and you always just think back to it, is this even though it was, it was defensive-driven, will always be a game that the national narrative will be Brady beat Mahomes, and I, I don't think Mahomes is going to get another opportunity. Pete, it's been a lot of fun. Good stuff tonight. been a lot of fun talking to you after each and every Chiefs game this year. You'll be on the air in a couple of hours with Dusty Likens at 5 a.m. for the Run It Back uh, special. I'll be in with you Wednesday night for Arrowhead Pride Radio. Uh, looking forward to kind of diagnosing this, what went wrong, and – uh, look for the future for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I wish it was a happier way to end these things. I appreciate you guys listening through throughout the season. And, and Jay, I got to do it. One more, one more somber smell you later. All right, Pete. <laughs> Thank you very much. Take care, Pete. There you go. Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. According to Elias Sports, the Buccaneers, six first downs via penalty are the most for a team in the Super Bowl. From Twitter... At an original with three L's, um, says I'm being a better fan. Put the pom-poms away. He's a big Tom Brady guy. This guy loves Tom Brady. Probably wash Tom Brady's car right now if you asked him to. He's one of those Tom Brady lovers, right? No, this defense is what won it for him. It wasn't the 199 yards Tom had against the, uh, the Saints. It wasn't the three interceptions he had against the Packers. It was his defense not allowing points off those turnovers by Tom. Tom did nothing special in this game. The refs in his defense won this game, not Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Brady was very pedestrian in this game. Yes, he did chase Tyron Matthew across the field, and Honey Badger got a penalty, and not Tom Brady, but I digress. But here's how the scoring of this game went down. 
It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. Floating a pass, Kelsey near side, over the shoulder, makes the catch in traffic. Mahomes faking a handoff, throwing long, coming near side, Tyree Carroll, burning the Broncos, a 41-yard corner pattern to the near side. Slant pattern, intercepted at the 40-35, coming to the near side, it's one Thornhill, 10-5. A highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown, Kansas City! Super Bowl 55, Chiefs deferred, they stopped the Bucs. They were going to get the ball first in the second half. But for the 62nd straight game, the Chiefs had a lead on their opponent. And this will be placed down at about the 40. This is a 50-yard attempt by Butker. This would tie his playoff high, and he's got it. 49 officially, just under his 50-yarder that he had against the Cleveland Browns in the divisional playoff victory. So the Chiefs are on the board. It was 5-10 left in the first quarters. Eight plays, 31 yards, 3.23 off the clock before the 49-yard field goal. Officially, for Harrison Butkers, the Chiefs took a 3-0 lead. But it would only last for a little over five minutes before this. They're going to hand it off. No, they're going to fake a handoff. They throw it left side to Gronkowski. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. And the Buccaneers use the Brady to Gronkowski. Play action combination, and the Bucs have their first lead of the game at 37 seconds to go first quarter. Been the best combination in Super Bowl history, Brady to Gronk. There was other goats in this game besides Tom Brady, and it's Gronk and Travis Kelsey putting on a show as well. That made the score 7-3. Second quarter, guess who once again would be Mr. Rob Gronkowski? Brady under center is going to fake the handoff this time. He's looking left, now turning right and firing it for the end zone. Caught Gronkowski. Tampa Bay touchdown. Got inside leverage, but a flag is thrown in the secondary again as Gronkowski spikes the football. Imagine that, another penalty. Crazy. That was six plays, 38 yards, 258 off the clock. That's all that drive took for the Buccaneers to come down and make the score 14 to 3, 605. In the second quarter, Harrison Butker would add another field goal, a 34-yard field goal, making the score 14-6 with just a minute and one second left on the clock in the second quarter. But then a penalty-aided drive helped the Buccaneers come down, and basically with six seconds left, this was a killer. Ten seconds to go in the half. First down and goal to go. They fake a handoff. Brady fires a slant, low caught, touchdown. Antonio Brown with the catch. And the Buccaneers get a touchdown with six seconds remaining in the second quarter to take a 20-6 lead pending the extra point. Chiefs gave him just a minute one on the clock. Five plays, 71 yards, 55 seconds, making the score 21-6. to six. In the third quarter, Harrison Butker would add a 52-yard field goal, making the score 21 to nine. Say, okay, Chiefs get a touchdown. What can happen? Can they get back in this game? Touchdown, two-point conversion. But it was really a guy that uh, really starred in this game and doesn't get the credit to give that all to Tom Brady, but this guy had a good game. First and 10 at the 27. They got the gate this time. 20-yard line, 15 on the run. Fournette, 10-5 touchdown. Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a 28-yard counter run. Well blocked. Ali Marpat was pulling left guard to right. And the Chiefs now trail 27-9.
Six plays, 74 yards, taking 341 off the clock. 745 mark in the third quarter. That made the score 28 to 9. The only other score would be a 52-yard field goal for more former Kansas City Chief Ryan Suckup, and that made the score 31 to 9. That's been touchdown Kansas City by Mitch Holtis. Coming up next, we'll go back to your phone calls. 913-576-7610. It's also the J Southland Tow Service Text Line, 913-576-7610 and 610 Sports Radio is going all the way till 9 o'clock uh tomorrow to uh for you guys. Talk Chiefs, talk Bucks. Well, I'm sure we'll start talking and flipping the page to the offseason at some point, but uh still want to talk about Super Bowl 55. But your calls, reaction, and we'll head back inside that locker room next. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. That's right. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. I'm Jay Binkley with Kramer Sansone producing. Turn things over at 2 o'clock. Chris Inocero carry the uh, torch till 5 before he hands it off to Pete and Dusty Likens. Travis Kelsey. Did have 10 catches, 133 yards tonight. Third consecutive postseason game with 100 receiving yards, recording 133 yards tonight, becoming the first tight end in NFL history to record 100-yard games in a three 100-yard games in a single postseason, joining Larry Fitzgerald, who recorded four consecutive 100-yard games in the 2008 postseason. Travis Kelsey just continues to put up numbers and he keeps getting better each and every year, and that's been – it's even Gronk said that uh, during the week. He's like, man, I'm watching this guy. He gave him a lot of compliments because, you know, he helped getting tight ends paid, and he seems to get better each and every year unless Gronk didn't mean anything he said like Tom Brady did during the week, but that's neither here nor there. You can talk out of both sides of your mouth if you want to in the NFL. Zach at Overland Park, what's up? Hey, Bink. Um, I'm a big fan. Um, I just want to say, um, so I thought the Chiefs D did a great job. Um, I think they just, they kind of just shut down after that Honey Badger penalty. You know what I mean? Um, I thought they just, after that penalty he got, they just kind of shut down. And then um, I also want to talk about the um the Brit situation. I, I mean, I know you don't have a lot to say about that. No, I'm, I don't have anything to say about it. To be honest with you, Andy Reid addressed it. Um, the Chiefs put out a statement. Uh, this is about Super Bowl Fifty Five. Yeah, I just feel like that had a, a bigger impact on this performance than you. Than Andy, you, Andy, uh, Andy, Andy addressed it and said the game plan was already in yeah. place. It, it was. I'm not going to speculate on anything, man. I don't know where you want me to go, Zach, but. Uh, Andy Reid addressed the situation, and I, I don't know what goes through their mind. He addressed it, and and we'll leave it at that. Let's go to John in Kansas City. What's up, John? Hey, how you doing? Thank you very much for having me on the call. Um, one thing I wanted to address, and I didn't really understand it during the game. I don't understand the Chiefs' use of timeouts at the end of the first half there. Yeah, the one on third and two, the one third and two. I think they thought maybe, okay, the defense, because the defense did have that nice goal line stand, and you think, okay, the defense stops and you get good field position. I think that was the mindset, trusting the defense, when 
you know, the defense has played better down the stretch. Not something you probably would have done earlier in the season at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I could see it either way, but I was seeing, you know, worst-case scenario, the Bucks punt, the Chiefs have it on their own 10. It, it was a risk. It was a risk, and it was a risk. And I'll give the Buccaneers a lot of credit. Yeah. You know, they got down there in fourth down. They, they were stopped at the goal line, but they still went for it, right? They, they were yeah. doing what other teams failed to do because they were – you know, they just wanted morale, moral victories like the Buffalo Bills did. The, the Buccaneers actually wanted to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, I, see, I kept seeing the clock stop, and I kept thinking it was the Bucs using their timeouts. And I was like, why have the Chiefs got on timeouts? <laughs> now, one of their timeouts but, came after the Bucks' timeout, so it didn't matter. All right. Thanks, thanks for the call, and uh, thanks for the insight. Thank you. Thanks, John. I appreciate you uh, staying up with us. Appreciate, um, appreciate the reaction. 913 576 Seven six ten, Neil. What's shaking? Hey, brother. Thanks for getting me back on for a second. I just, I'll be quick. Obviously, I don't want to seem ungrateful. I thank Andy and everything that they've done for us for the last few years. But I do have a question. Um, I thought you made a great point about their their big three not having a big night, and yet Gronk, Gronk and Fournette were were big for them tonight. I was wondering with their pass rush getting home and yeah, the quarterback did not get the ball to the receivers, but he takes home the MVP. Yeah, with their pass rush getting home, wrecking us the way they were. Were you slightly surprised? That was the MVP, unless you're, unless you're a Tom Brady car washer and you think Tom <laughs> deserved it. The defense deserved it for the Buccaneers. They're the re- Listen, Tom's the big reason that this team went from 7-5, won seven games down the stretch. But that defense <laughs> did not allow the, the Packers, with three of Tom Brady's interceptions last week, to do any damage to him. This defense won the game tonight. 100% agree with you, Jay, but um, I'm just curious, with them getting home the way they were, were you slightly surprised that we didn't try to get our secondary guys like Sammy, Le'Veon, Hartman, and Robinson more involved with like quick screens, slants, et cetera, and all that? I thought, I thought that we were going to see a lot of screens and slants tonight. Matter of fact, I thought yeah, it was going to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire from LSU. Uh, the only gonna... running back in the history of the Southeastern Conference to have 50 catches in a thousand yards rushing, I thought we were going to see that. But hey, I, I get hats off to the defense. The Buccaneers seventy-two percent of the time, too high safety shell, highest rate for Todd Bowles led defense in in a game over the last five seasons. But uh, no question, they I only, give they, them credit. I'm just they only used the too high just, safety sixty-one percent of the times in Week Twelve. They amped it up to seventy-two percent tonight. No question. I'm proud. I, mean, I give them credit. I was just surprised. I just wanted to ask you what your thought was on, you know, whether or not you thought we should have run more screens and stuff tonight. But, you know, I mean, hats off to Andy and everybody. Thank you guys for everything you've done. And, uh, Jay, I'll talk to you later, man. God bless. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Same to you. But the one thing about it is, yeah, screens and draws, that's one way to counteract an aggressive defensive line, which they were. And the Chiefs did not have – Either starting tackling, they haven't had Mitch Schwartz for a while, so it's kind of a mute point. But you had a guard playing tackle, and you had actually you had two guards playing tackle because you've had Rimmers to play guard, right tackle, and left tackle this year, and it caught up to them, especially against a great defensive line like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's what we saw tonight, and Todd Bowles' great game plan for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They, I mean, hats off to him. The Chiefs even gave said hats off to him, and I'll give them full credit. Yes, the officials were part of it, and they deserve to be criticized because they're well, they're part of Super Bowl Fifty Five. But you know that defensive line and what they did—Mahomes' first time ever not having a touchdown. 
keeping Mahomes the first time since 2016, which, by the way, is the only quarterback on the planet Earth, like the whole planet Earth that could say that. And if you think you can find another one, 913-576-7610. Phone line's yours. Text line's yours. You know, keep that. I did tell somebody on Twitter, I said, just call in. You, gotta, you, you might as well put your money where your mouth yeah, is. Yeah, you say that Tom Brady's the real MVP and all this. You know, call in, coward. You know, you can sit and keyboard warrior it, you know, from your mom's basement, or you can pick up a phone like a man and call in and we discuss it. But I, I won't deal with that unless you call in. I would love to try to stare with you and dance with you and talk about the topics or issues, not via Twitter, because that could be a dumpster fire at times. Just pick up a call phone like a man and call a call-in show instead of sending your Tom Brady love my way. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Buccaneer fans that weren't there in week 12, weren't there when the team was 7-5. to five. Oh, they're there now, though. Again, would you rather be the Bucs or rather be the Chiefs? Because Tom's not going to play forever. I say that, and he probably will. But eventually, the skills will fall off. Five to ten years left in him. Eventually, the skills will fall off. Or would you rather have a quarterback like Mahomes for the next ten years? In Andy, which one would you rather have? She's a Super Bowl champions, just like the Bucs are. Okay, They won the year before, and they, they went to the Super Bowl. And you think the Bucs, it's going to be easy for them to get next year's Super Bowl? <laughs> it is tough to repeat Obviously, Tom knows all about it. Tom can do it. No question about it. <laughs> There's, uh, I would never doubt Tom Brady. In way. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I mean, at this point, you really can't doubt You got to respect the greatness. You can get frustrated with it, mad about it. I know we've had a few jokes about it, but there's no question in my mind you respect that ability. You just have to. I mean, he, he pretty much ended the debate, whether it's Belichick or Tom Brady tonight. It only took him one year in order to get that done. So, I mean, he got to admit, the talent, his talent's there, but of course his talent's going to decline here soon. And with Patrick Mahomes, his talent's only going to continue to grow. You know, the old argument was, what if, what if Tom was taken by the Browns? Would they have ruined him? Or the Jets? Would we still have heard from him? It's a good question. I always thought that Belichick-Brady combination. And Belichick, I think, did have some... Something to do with Tom Brady's growth. But I always thought they kind of needed each other. But, man, Tom was winning that barstool argument. Belichick did the best he could early on. It's like, man, he's you know, kind of trying to scrap games together and play. And he was playing teams tough. They played the Chiefs tough, to be honest with you. But eventually, it just fell apart. And Tom goes down to a 7-9 team and takes him to the Super Bowl. Which, by the way, Bucks fans, I had the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl playing the Chiefs. So let's not get too crazy here with your with all your little silly comments. But, you know, I want to hear from other players as well. Uh, Kramer, you've heard from the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, let's hear from Tom Brady. I want to hear from Tom Brady. See what he has to say after this game. But uh, we'll head back down the locker room now. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Kansas City's uh, home for car audio since 1967. Here's Tom after the game. Hey, Tom, congratulations. Obviously, every one of these is very special for you. What is it about winning this one in Tampa, first team to play a home game, Gronk being here with you for the ride, that makes it so much more special? Well, I think they're all special, and they're all uh... – it's been an amazing year, amazing year. We got off to a good start, 7-2, and two, and then had a little rough stretch where we kind of found our identity and um, played a lot better football down last December, January. And um, just really proud of all the guys, proud of all the uh, 
coaches, the effort we put in. Um, we knew we were playing a great football team tonight, and we got the job done. So you want to get this far, you got to get the job done, and we did it. We'll go over to Mike Jones with USA Today. Tom uh, Leonard with Andy, late night, you will send them texts and, and try to help them believe that you guys could win. Why was that important? And, and what were some of the messages that you were sending to your guys? I think everybody, you know, believed we could win. So, that, you know, I think through the last, uh, you know, really all year we believed in ourselves. Our coaches believed in us. We believed in ourselves. And um, again, we were going up against a great team tonight and just happy we got the job done. We will go over to Rick Stroud. With a lot of new teammates, but one of your own ones, uh, you know, Rob Gronkowski, even uh, Antonio Brown did some nice things for you today. Can you talk about what it means to to share that again with those guys? Yeah, it's just uh, great to see them, you know, big time players making big time plays. So just love what they did, what they added to the team. Um, you know, Gronk's an unbelievable player, teammate, talent, uh, work ethic, commitment, and AB is just since he got here, he's just done everything the right way. So, so impressed by him, proud of him. Um, takes a lot of people for us to get to this point. And, uh, you know, we all have great support systems in place. And I think everyone should be celebrating him tonight. Robbie G. Robbie G. Congrats, baby. I'll see you later. We'll go to Greg Almond. Sorry about that. No problem. Hey, Tom, you always talk about how you don't go up against the other quarterback, but your defense has gone up against Breeze and Rodgers and Mahomes in the last three games. What have they done to be such a big part of these three wins? They stepped up to the challenge. And, uh, you know, you go up against a guy like Pat, incredible player. And um, Aaron, MVP, two weeks ago, they played incredible. And then uh, Drew, they played great. Um, they just they stepped up. They rose to the occasion. And uh, we needed it because – playing extremely talented offenses, but just so happy we, uh, you know, we all came to play tonight. We'll go to Lindsey Jones. A couple more. Hey, Tom, you've, hey, Tom obviously you've uh, played in a lot of Super Bowls. Now, what was it like to play in this most unusual Super Bowl in this most unusual circumstance with the lack of fans, all of the COVID protocols that you guys had to go through this year. Uh, what was that a whole experience like? Yeah, we went through all of them and, you know, we dealt with them, tried to understand, um, you know, the challenges that were going to be presented. And uh, there was a lot of them, but, you know, there was no guys just did what we were asked. And we tried to just show up with a great attitude to work however it was. We were pretty fortunate on our team. Guys were really disciplined with um, all the protocols in place. And, uh, you know, we ended up getting the job done. You're looking good over there, big boy. <laughs> we'll go to Jory Epstein. Hi, Tom. Obviously, many of your teammates had a role in this win, but can you talk about Leonard Fournette's consistency throughout the playoffs, both in the run game and the pass catching? Game? I can't do it anymore. It's Tom Brady. It's last Buccaneers. It's too, too exciting for me. Too happy for me. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. But I do want to hear what Patrick Mahomes says, and here's the one thing about it. We know how he takes things personally, just like the Bears, when he played the Bears, and he was counting to where he was drafted, 10. And he's counted the four where he was in the NFL top 100. And I'm sure he'll remember where he finished in the MVP voting, which is a complete and total joke. 
it's not even worth your time to watch the NFL awards anymore, to be honest with you. None of the Chiefs. I mean, Travis Kelsey, greatest year ever by a tight end, most yards ever. Five straight years. He's doing things at his position that nobody else. Derek Henry ran for 2,000 yards. Great, great. Other players have done that. He's doing things that no players have ever done. But then Josh Allen finishes ahead of Mahomes by two votes. He lost to him twice this year. That's the only thing that really counts. That's why those awards are jokes. It's people in the media with vendettas that vote on this that shouldn't have votes. And and that's a problem because they're not thinking logically. They're thinking with cheese on their beard. Eh, Getting a little salty this time of night. It's a chip on the shoulder. I think the Chiefs will be angry next year too, Kramer. Again, just like Eric Bieniemy said, you have to taste defeat to really appreciate victory. Let's go back inside that locker room brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio. Since 1967, here's Patrick Mahomes. Hey, Pat. Patrick, your confidence has been one of your defining qualities. You guys have had so many comeback wins and so many victories. Was there a moment – what was the moment you realized you weren't going to win this game? Um, probably when I threw the interception at the very end of the game. I mean, you knew it was pretty much over then because we had no timeouts. Um, but, I mean, I, I mean – we battled to the very end. I mean, that's one thing you can say. I mean, we played not very good football today, um, but we battled. And now you have to respect the guys for their their uh, their toughness on doing that. You had that one play where you looked like you were Spider-Man. You were flying sideways through the air. You put the ball on the receiver's hands. How confident? I mean, it was honestly it was one of the best incompletions I think anyone's ever seen. Is part of you heartbreaking? Do you feel like you left it all on the field tonight? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I did. I mean, obviously, I didn't play the way I wanted to play. Um, but, I mean, I mean, what else can you say? You, all you can do is leave everything you have on the field, and I feel like the guys did that. Um, uh, they were the better team today. Um, they beat us uh, uh, pretty pretty good. Uh, the worst that I think I've been beaten in a long time. Um, but I'm, I'm proud of the guys now they fought till the very end of the game. Thank you. Next, next we'll go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Patrick, a couple things. Um, first of all, um, how similar was what Tampa did tonight to what they did, say, in the second half after that big first quarter in the first time around? Were you see any similarities in their coverage from, from that game from the second quarter on to tonight? And I'll have one quick follow-up. Not, not, not really any. Um, they had a good game plan. They kind of took away our deep stuff. They took away the sidelines, and and they 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 did a good job of rallying to the football and making tackles. Um, uh, we we weren't we weren't executing early. I uh, had a few miscues. Um, guys weren't we weren't on the same page. Um, but I mean, credit to them, man. They played they played a heck of a game defensively and offensively and beat us. Okay, and um, was the total problem for you tonight? And are you going to be having surgery anytime soon on that? Yeah, I mean, I can't say the toe was a problem when I played last week and I play, or two weeks ago and I played well on it. I mean, it was – it's something you battle through. You're, you're playing football, you have to battle through injuries. Um, and so I'll, we'll uh, we'll look at it tomorrow and we'll make a final decision on if, if we're going to have to have surgery on it or, or not. All right, next we'll go to Vahe Gregorian. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Patrick. Um, I, as close as you are to Andy, I just wonder how cognizant of um, – all the other things going on the last couple of days you were and, and what feelings you might've had about that. 
yeah, I mean, it, it was a tragic situation all around. I mean, um, you're praying for everyone uh, that was involved. Um, but uh, you, you, we, we went into the game, and I felt like he was, he was uh, still Coach Reed, um, um, still the same guy. Um, but uh, obviously we wanted to win the game, um, but we didn't. Um, so now it's about continuing to move forward and, and, and try to do whatever we can to, to keep moving forward. All right, let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Patrick, there was so much discussion about the offensive line today and how it was going to go against the Buccaneers pass rush. Just what did you see was the big issue in that regard? And just what did you try to, how did you try to counteract what they were doing in terms of the pass rush around the second quarter? So, yeah, I just think we weren't on the same page uh, as, a, as an offense in general. Um, we weren't, I wasn't getting the ball on, out on time. Uh, the receivers were running, were running routes, um, not to exactly where I thought they were going to be at. Um, and the offensive line, they did good. They were, they were good at sometimes, and sometimes they 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 let guys through. And uh, when you're playing a good defense like that, you got to be on the same page as the offense. And we weren't today, um, and that's why we we played uh, uh, so bad. And you know, one more question, Patrick. Just this is the first time in your career where the team didn't enter the end zone on offense. Just when you look back on this, just how shocking is it to know that you guys played as poorly as you did, particularly in the red zone? Yeah, I mean, we just didn't execute, uh, especially on third down and in the red zone. Those are the, those are the two most important parts of the field. Um, they were they were just better than us today. I mean, I don't know what else to say. They uh, they executed at a higher level defensively. They had a good game plan, and we didn't we weren't able to make adjustments and find ways to get in the end zone. All right, let's go next to Diana Rossini. Go ahead, Diana. Patrick, I, I know you addressed it already, but just the awful situation that happened, just from your perspective as the team, how much of it, how much of the situation that happened involving the young child in the car accident affect the team in terms of you guys heading into the weekend? Did it take the air out of it or, or change the vibe? Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to kind of put it into words. I mean, it's, it didn't take the air out of it. I mean, guys were still ready to go. But I mean, it's it's still it's a very tragic situation, and and, and you you know you wanna you wanna keep that in the back of your mind, and you, you give prayers to the families that were involved, um, and especially the, the child that was involved. Um, so I mean, I don't I don't want to say it affected us on the field. I mean, they just they beat us. There's no excuses on that. Um, but um, you definitely you're praying for the, that those families. All right, let's go to Therese Paler. Go ahead, Therese. Hey, Patrick. Um, the common theme throughout your life has been, you know, your dad, your godfather, the lessons they taught you, right, including how to deal with rough losses. Um, I'm wondering, like, what they've shared with you in the past about how to proceed forward after a disappointment like this, and what is the primary lesson you take from tonight moving forward? Yeah, I mean, uh my dad, that dad lost in the World Series in his career, and uh, he, he continued to battle and continued to be who he was. And obviously, it hurts right now. I mean, I've, it hurts a lot, um, but uh, we're going to continue to get better. Uh, we have a young group of guys um, that have learned a lot of, had a lot of success and learned from that, but we've had a few failures, and we've, we have to learn from that. And we can't let this define us. We have to continue to get better. Uh, coming into going into next year, uh, being even better and preparing ourselves uh, to hopefully be in this game again. All right, we have time for a couple more. Let's go to Herbie Tiope. Go ahead, Herbie. 
Hey, Patrick, the amount of penalties in this game, how much did that affect what you guys wanted to do from a rhythm point of view? And are you surprised at how many times the Chiefs were penalized this game? Uh, I mean, it affects. It definitely affects it. When you have penalties in football games, especially when you're struggling and you're playing a really good defense, it's hard to continue to let dri get drives going and get in the end zone. Um, and then, I mean, when, well, as far as defensively, when we have penalties that extend drives, uh, I mean, that, that, that's how teams uh, find ways to score points. And so uh, you, you don't want to say uh, it affects you, but, uh, I mean, you go out there and, and you play your heart out. You just want to go out there and, and try to find a way to win and try to stay away from those penalties. All right, let's go to Matt McMullen with the last question. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick, uh, I know your locker room's hurting right now, uh, and you touched on this already, briefly already, but uh, I'm just curious your message to the guys about moving forward after this. Yeah, I mean, we have a young group of guys. Um, it wasn't, it's not, all, when we kind of joined together, we knew it wasn't going to always be successful and you weren't going to be able to win a thousand championships in a row. We knew we were going to go through times like this and adversity. And uh, I think the best thing about it is the guys that we have have the, the leadership ability to, to be even better next year. Um, and so obviously we didn't end the season the way we wanted to. Uh, we can learn from that. We can learn from the successes that we had during the season. And at the end of the day, we have to, to come into this next year with a blank slate and trying to find a way to get to the Super Bowl again. A blank slate in an attitude like bring it. That's what they need. Seriously. They've, been the, they've won this division five straight years. They've been the two straight Super Bowls. Nobody in the AFC seems to want to challenge them. Tom's over in the NFC now. That was the big stumbling block was Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Again, they were 6-0, and well, now 6-1 and against playoff teams. They were 6-0, and including the Buccaneers, before. They beat them on the road. They beat the Saints on the road and Drew Brees. They beat Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, on the road. They beat Josh Allen on the road. Again, all the darlings in the NFL, they had beaten them on the road, including Tom Brady. This one caught up to them. Penalties, letting guys through, Mahomes scrambling. That was a problem, but I think they'll have a chip on their shoulder. I really do. Correcting the rights or the wrongs, making them rights. Like what Biennemi said, and this wasn't after tonight's game. This was during his media press conference this week. In order to appreciate winning, you have to despise losing. Okay, You have to despise that feeling of what it, what it feels like in the agony of defeat. And I think that resonates with them. I know it was with Coach Reed, Patrick, but these guys – Love to win and despise losing. That's the attitude you need. You can't be okay with the losing. You got to hate it, man. You got to hate the feeling. Goes back to Nick Saban. The two losses haunt him more than the seven wins. It's what he harps on. Tiger Woods, the ones that he lost, bother him more than the 15 he won. Now, Jordan can't say that because he didn't lose when he went to the finals, but that's the way these guys are wired. They hate to lose. I do think there'll be some anger with the Chiefs next year, and that's okay. It's okay. Again, teams that play the Chiefs again next year, they're not going to be carrying that invincibility like they had a lot of Super Bowl favorites coming into the year. You know, they, they were last year's champion. Target was on their back. Now they could turn around and be the hunter. They spent this year being the hunted with the target on their back. Now they can be the one going out and doing the hunting, getting back 
something that they think belongs to them, the Super Bowl trophy. Two straight Lamar Hunt trophies for winning the AFC. They want to win the whole thing again. So I think they went from the hunter when they won it last year to the hunted this year, and they're going right back to being the hunter, which should cause some alarm in the NFL considering Mahomes is coming back. He'll have a surgery. The Chiefs will address that offensive line. They have two opt-outs coming back in Niang in the Canadian doctor. And who knows about KO, Coluccio Simile. I thought that was a big loss when he got hurt because I thought he was just the toughest lineman. I mean, it's, that's his reputation, KO. He started the Super Bowl with the Ravens, top 100 player when he was with the Raiders, and tough. But again, will they find a way to b- try to bring him back in the fold? We'll see. We'll take a timeout, and we'll go back to your reaction as well, 913-576-7610, and we'll head back in that locker room and hear from the Honey Badger. That should be interesting. We'll do that next. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Chiefs lose Super Bowl 55 31-9 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their fourth Super Bowl. Two and two now, as they were in Super Bowl one and Super Bowl 55. So they were at the first one, and they were in the latest one as well. And I think the new normal is here. I think we should expect the Chiefs to challenge for this time in and time out. And what's funny is all the comments coming in about teams that lose Super Bowls don't win again. Um, Patriots? Patriots lost three of them? Two of them to the Giants and Eli Manning? It's what's going to put him in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> he beat Tom Brady twice? David Tyree ruined that perfect season of Tom Brady? Aw. Good helmet catch right there. It was. It's too bad that the perfect season um, was ended for the Patriots. And the Dolphins still on the clock as far as the uh, perfect season uh, goes. And they are annoying about it, too. They pop the champagne every year when the last team to lose. But that's eh, very annoying. I get that. Uh, it's almost like I was almost hoping they would do it just so the uh, Dolphins would do it. But then, of course, the Patriots would probably start doing that. Same thing. Same thing, exactly. Let's go back inside that locker room in Tampa, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the honey badger. Uh, listen, my, my show is First Class Fatherhood. It focuses on fatherhood and family life. You've been on the other side of this where you guys came away with the victory. What kind of lesson can you take away from this to teach your kids later down the line? Well, you got to learn how to win, and then most definitely uh, you got to learn how to lose. Um, and I think you can learn from both. Uh, obviously, you know, winning, uh, you know, you kind of, you know, kind of, you know, under underrides, you know, just losing. But um, you got to learn how to win and lose in this league. Um, obviously, everything is not going to go your way. Uh, every ball won't bounce your way. Um, you know, you, you're competing against other players that, that are just as talented as you. And those guys work hard as well. So, um, you know, the, the, the best team won the day. Uh, it was a bad day for us to, uh, to, play, to play the way we did. Yeah, well said. I think everybody agrees that you got robbed there out there today and you handled yourself with class. So uh, good job by you. We're going to go next to Chris Ryan. Go ahead, Chris. 
Hey, uh, just um, your thoughts on what Tom was able to do against you guys tonight and a little bit on the, uh, the altercation between you two. Oh, um, well, you know, it's football. Um, so, you know, guys are going to, you know, go back and forth. Um, I, I think really, you know, it was about three three possessions there, well, at least 21 points, 24 points that those guys scored. Um, you know, they all came after penalties, right? Like third down penalties, first down penalties, us giving those guys a, another chance to extend their downs. And, I mean, anytime you do that against any good football team or any good quarterback, they're going to make you pay for it. So, um, you know, we had the one interception that got called back. Um, you know, uh, that's, that's the way the game go. You know, like I said, man, you got to take the winning and then you got to take the losses as well and got to try your best to learn from them all. We're going to go next to Samuel Rodriguez. Hello, can you guys hear me? Yes. All right. So I was wondering, we saw you getting frustrated going into the second half, right, when you were talking to Tom Brady. What did Coach Reed talk to you about in the locker room to help calm you guys down to get ready? Well, I, I thought we were fine. Um, obviously, you know, it, it, this is the ultimate football game. Uh, you know, emotions are going to get high. Um, uh, you know, I think we got great coaches and great leaders. I think those guys are always, you know, preaching to us to to keep our composure, you know, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstances. But, um, you know, uh, I felt like we did a great job uh, just kind of, you know, keeping our composure, um, you know, and just trying to play, just finish the game strong as we can. Thank you. We're going to go next to Jason Alex. Mr. Matthew. Hello. Mr. Matthew, the running game seemed to be a hell of an issue tonight. They ran a lot of screens, draws, and leads. Um, did the running game get you out of position whenever they did take their deep shots? Well, listen, this is a good football team. You know, they got two great running backs that could, that could really do it. Uh, they got a great offensive line. You know, they got a quarterback that can get to the line of scrimmage and put those guys in the best situation possible. Uh, so, you know, it's always a great challenge anytime you're going against a great quarterback, but also, you know, a double-headed monster, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got. So, you know, we didn't, we, we, we definitely didn't play the run uh, uh, as well as we had wanted to. Uh, obviously, you know, we kept those guys out of the end zone for the most part on the ground. I think Leonard had one, uh, one long run for like 25, 30 yards, um, but, you um, I was most proud of the goal line stand. I, I thought that I think that's our character. I think that's who we are as a defense. And um, you know, it just sucks. You know, like I said, you got to learn from these moments. Uh, try your best to grow from them. You have a sixth sense on the field, by the way. Even though the play was overturned when the ball was tipped, you were right next to the ball for the interception. That's excellent defense, sir. Thank you. We're gonna go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Tyron, just hey. what's most disappointing about getting this far and losing, considering this running back was the theme this year? And was there anything that you wanted to say to your teammates before walking off the field? I'm proud of my group. Listen, man, it, it's been a very tough year for, for everybody. Um, you know, I'm proud of the way we kept our heads down. You know, it, it's tough to even get back in this, to this point in this league. Um, everybody's gunning for you. Uh, you know, everybody wants to make it hard on you because they think you have it easy. Um, but I'm proud of the way we finished. I thought we finished like champions. You know, um, obviously it was those guys' party, but 
Uh, I'm, I'm most proud of the way we carried ourselves, you know, the last two, three minutes of the game. Um, I, I'd probably say I'm most proud of that moment. And we're going to go next to Adam Kilgore. Go to Adam. Um, you guys have, got, have, have gotten down before in games uh, often and then, you know, have always been able to come back. Um, was it like, how difficult, I guess, is it, is it to like process um, when it goes like this, where it just seems like they, they kind of, um, you know, wouldn't let you guys get back in the game and sort of how, you know, was just, just that experience, did it feel odd to, to watch uh, your offense, um, you know, get kind of kept down like it was? I mean, you know, like I said, it was a bad day for us to kind of have a bad day. Um, you know, usually, you know, we complement each other really well. Um, Today, you know, the ball just didn't bounce our way. Uh, you know, the calls just didn't go our way today. Um, and so, you know, like I said, you got to learn how to win in this league, and then you got to learn how to lose. I think losing is the is the hardest truth, you know, that you have to learn. And so, uh, but like I said, I'm proud of the way we handled ourselves, you know, especially when we knew those guys were, you know, going to go away with the victory. Um, you know, I'm just proud of my group. Was there anything about their offensive plan um, that surprised you uh, or anything that, that was particularly effective they were doing that, um, you know, kind of stands out now? Nah, I mean, you know, I thought Tom Brady took care of the football pretty well, um, you know, really the whole game. Um, you know, I thought he, you know, made the plays. He, he got his offense in the, in, in the right uh, positions to, you know, to make plays. Um, you know, like I said earlier, man, um, you know, three or four possessions there where those guys get points, you know, we could be off the field. You know, we got a lot of penalties called on us, and um, those are the things you got to learn from. You know, you got to, you know, and even if you do get a penalty call on you, you got to find a way to hold a team with three points. Um, so, and we couldn't do that today. Uh, you know, those guys, those guys won. They did it. And we're going to go next to DJ. Go ahead. Hey, Tyron, how's it going? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, so during this game, obviously in the first half, there were a lot of calls that uh, went against you guys, in particular the defensive unit. Do you feel as if those calls, after you had made stops on the defensive end, kind of played a role in you guys maybe showing fatigue or maybe even, in a way, feeling a little bit dejected mentally? I mean, listen, man, it, it's tough. You know, that's a top five scoring offense. Uh, anytime you give those guys new sets of downs, uh, it's tough to keep them out of the end zone. You know, our offense is the same way, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, if you give those guys a fresh set of downs, um, you know, they, they get some confidence. They get some momentum going. And, you know, they got a great quarterback that that understands that, you know. So uh, they found a way to, to, to punch the ball in the end zone. Uh, but we got to find a way to, to not have those penalties to – you know, ex help those guys extend their drives. And we're going to go next to Austin Foley. Go ahead. Hey, Tyron, how you doing? Hey, good. Hey, the exchange you and Brady had earlier in the game, uh, what, what kind of what was uh, exchanged between you guys, and how did that affect your play the rest of the game? I don't think it affected my play at all. I thought I played as hard as I can today. Um, you know, listen, Tom Brady's a great quarterback. Um, you know, uh, I never really saw that side of Tom Brady, to be honest. Um, uh, but whatever, no comment. Uh, it's over with. I'm done with it. We're going to go next to Raphael. Go ahead. 
Hey, Tyron. Raphael from the three-point conversion. Tyron, now you, you've been on the winning side, and now that you're on the losing side, the young players, the rookies, what do you tell them in the game like after a loss like this? It's all about not letting it, you know, get you down. You know, obviously, you know, we, we weren't able to reach our ultimate goal, which sucks, you know, but you know, we got a good football team. We got a young football team. And I think the most important thing for us is to, you know, learn from this, to grow from this, to to, to come back next year, you know, with our hair on fire, you know, um, and, and really and really do do what it is that, that it takes to, to win every football game. You know, like I said, um, you know, we got a great football team. We got great coaches. Um, you know, it's just a bad day for us. And if I could get a follow-up, I don't know if you talked about the penalties, but I just wanted to ask, when you get penalties like that, and of course you all don't agree with it, is it hard to kind of get back and focus knowing that the calls are not going your way? No, nah, I mean, that's, you know, listen, there's no excuses, right? Like, it's a lot of things that, that go with, you know, playing in this game. You know, obviously, you know, you got to deal with opponents. You have to deal with referees. Um, that's all a part of the game. Um, you know, you know, we can't necessarily make any excuses about it. Um, you know, like I said, it sucks because this was the biggest game of them all, right? Like, there's no redos. There's no – you can't start over. Um, but, you know, hopefully this moment right here could really carry us, you know, for some years to come um, because we know, you know, we're not the kind of football team that, you know, should lose 31-9. to There you go, Tyron Matthew. The Honey Badger. It's like we've had a couple funny things, Kramer, both on the 610 account and my account. People talk about your runs over when you lose the Super Bowl. Your runs over. It's like, did people just start watching football yesterday? I'm curious. Because, you know, I just start blocking people. I can't deal with the man. I can't deal with the idiots. Bank, just get over it. It's going to be over. It's the, over. Chief, the Chiefs lost Super Bowl one, and guess what? They've won two since. The Giants lost in 2001 to the Ravens, only to come back and beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. John Elway lost three before the Broncos won two, and then Manning won with the Broncos. This has happened to the Dolphins, the Raiders. They've lost Super Bowls and came back and won Super Bowls. The Washington football team, the same thing. This stuff happens. It's happened to the Patriots. Were they done when they're – well, they've got four losses because one was before Brady even got there, lost to the 85 Bears, and then Brady lost three of them, but they still won it. The Colts have lost, and they've won. I mean, so many teams have lost Super Bowls and come back and won. I keep saying this. Well, the Chiefs are going to go on a, a Bills streak. Well, the Bills never won a damn one. Chiefs have won two. Again, if you're going to be stupid, just go to bed. Seriously. I've got no tolerance for idiots. Let's go to John in Tampa. What's up, John? Hello, John. John. Hey, uh, how you doing? I'm doing all right. If you talk. You wasn't ready to talk. Nope. Oh, man. I can't believe this. I mean, just all these teams that lose Super Bowls and come back and win. They don't cry about it. You think the Steelers in 96 just gave up? Oh, they lost the Super Bowl? No. They came back and won in 2006. I mean, all these teams that have lost, or a lot of, well, some 
don't come back. I get that. But again, they don't have generational quarterbacks either. You know, the Raiders in 2003, they lost another Super Bowl there, but they, they lost Super Bowl number two because Chiefs lost one and they lost two. But did they give up? The Chiefs and Raiders give up? No. They kept going for it. And a lot of these teams that have lost, Peyton Manning's been, the, been with the Colts and the Broncos. But you know what? The Colts and Manning lost to the Saints in the Super Bowl. Manning and the Broncos lost to the Seahawks. Oh, two years later, the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Yeah, you can get right back. Again, it, it's you got to put it behind you. Once you lose it, it gives you that energy to want to get back in that game. Mahomes has started three years, and he's been in two Super Bowls. You can't win them all. And Brady's already showed you that. You can't win them all. No, he's lost three of them. Heck, the great ones end it, up losing. And probably should have lost that Falcons one, but they came back. That's true. The Falcons totally choked that game away. But you know what? Give them credit. Came back and won the game. That is what's the ultra important. But, you know, don't don't just start watching football yesterday and say, oh, this runs over because they lost. Well, look at the history of the National Football League. A lot of teams lose, and then they come back. And they win. It's just the way things work. Let's go back inside that locker room. And this time, I do want to hear from Andrew Wiley. Part of that offensive line. Went from guard to tackle. Because I want to hear about this aggressive Tampa Bay defensive line. That was the story of this game. You can believe whatever you want and think Tom Brady, you know, five Super Bowl MVPs was a deal. This defensive line is what did it. Let's go back in that locker room. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Thanks, Mr. Willie, for your time. Uh, you have today a difficult game. It was very difficult against the D-line of the Bucks. But what can you think that you can learn or that you can improve after this game? <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot to learn after this game, man. Um, there always is after tough losses like this, but... You know, we have, I mean, that's the thing, man. This is the last game of the season. We have a whole offseason to, you know, think about this and prepare for the next one. So, um, you know, every loss is a learning experience for sure. Thank you, Mr. Willie. So, next week, Dylan Mellinger. Hey, uh, Andrew, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, sorry about that. Um, I'm just wondering, like, just strategically up front, there's a lot of talk about how their defensive line matched up against the guys. Were they doing anything? strategically that, that you guys didn't see on tape or, or, or didn't prep for? Um, I mean, there's always going to be, um, you know, stuff that, you know, they necessarily wasn't in our breakdown. But, you know, as an offensive lineman, we've seen everything, you know, from our time, you know, high school, college, NFL, we, we've seen it all. So um, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, we just didn't quite get it done today. And we're going to go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Andrew, I know this game was uh, obviously something that meant a lot to you to play in the Super Bowl after last year. It's just what will you take most away from this experience, given the fact that you guys uh, did not finish the run it back tour the way you envisioned? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to forget how this feels. Um, it's a, just big pit in my stomach. Um, 
you know, a lot of us, myself included, could have done a lot of things different, a lot of things better. I'll, you know, offense, defense, special teams. Um, so, you know, a lot of time to dwell on that, think about it, and, you know, put that energy to good use this offseason and, you know, get bigger, faster, stronger. Andrew, I think we're all used to seeing Patrick run around 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage and sling a ball from, you know, from his hip for a big play for a touchdown. As he was running around back there crazily, did you almost expect him to complete some of those plays? And, uh, you know, were you just waiting for that, like, highlight real Mahomes play? And why do you think it never came? Yeah, uh, you know, Pat makes some ridiculous plays, man. He's very good at it, you know, keeping the play alive. And, you know, our receivers are, are great at doing the same thing, just keeping the play alive, you know, finding voids in the defense and getting open. Um, yeah, you know, as an offensive lineman, blocking for Patty Mahomes, man, we just, you know, we uh, – you always got to sustain your blocks um, because, you know, the play is never dead with him, you know, in the backfield, uh, looking downfield. So, uh, but yeah, you know, um, you know, he's an incredible athlete and he does make those plays. So why do you think they didn't come tonight? Um, you know, their, uh, their front seven, um, you know, they were coming, uh, you know, it wasn't just one guy getting free. It was a few of them. So, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, us, us, us on the offensive line, you know, we take that one personal. Andrew, despite the loss, what what makes you the most proud of this 2020 Chiefs team? Man, I'm proud. Of, I'm proud as hell of this team. Uh, we're a real young team. Um, you know, we battled so hard. You know, every game this season, and, and it was a long one. Um, you know, I'm just so proud of these guys. The way the way we battled through the regular season and the playoffs, uh, just to get to this point. Um, you know, I'm I'm so proud of my guys. We'll go next to Patrick Freeman. Go ahead, Patrick. Hi, uh, this is Pat Freeman, 105.5 to beat. Uh, you guys uh, seem to have a battle with the referees for a lot of this game. Do you feel that this game was- I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir. I can't hear you. We, we, they got 20 people interviewing in here. All right, I'll repeat that. Uh, do you feel that you guys had a lot of penalties? You guys had a lot of penalties and normally this team does not uh, get the penalties that we saw tonight uh, what were your feelings on the penalties that were called? I wasn't happy about it, uh, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, I really don't have any further comment on it. Um, you know, we had over 100 yards of penalties. That's never good. So um, it goes back to fundamentals, man, just doing our job and doing it correctly. Um, but, yeah, not happy about that. Uh, my last question to you, um, it didn't seem, you know, did it affect you guys the changes on the offensive line. I know you guys are not going to use that as an excuse, but offensive lines are usually very uh, cohesive units. Did that affect you guys, uh, the changes for this game? No, we had, uh, you know, we had a lot of time um, with the group that went out there today. Um, so, you know, we, we practiced well together. We meshed well. Um, you know, we just overall didn't get it done. So, um, but, you know, this, you know, this offense, you know, from the top down, like I've been saying the past couple of weeks, man, it's just the next man up mentality. Um, you know, and guys stepped up tonight for sure. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't, th I don't think that's the issue um, at all because, you know, we, we play well together. Um, we're a great group of guys, great group of guys. You know, even, even the guys that didn't get a chance to play tonight, uh, we're very capable. So. All right. We'll go last to Gene Thompson. Gene. Hey Andrew, what was the question? What was the uh, halftime speech like when you guys went into the half? I mean, did you guys have a plan to come back and 
and play a different approach against that uh, Tampa Bay uh, offense? I mean, what what was the halftime uh, game plan? Yeah, you know, uh, big message was just to believe. You know, uh, we know we had a whole half of football to play. Came back from bigger deficits. Um, you know, playoffs, regular season, even last Super Bowl. So, uh, big, big message was just believe. You know, and there, I mean, we had the whole playbook opened up too. So, um, you know, we did. We came out and um, didn't get six right away. We got points on the board. We got another field goal. But, you know, and, and the guys came out and we believed. Um, you know, we really we battled our hearts out out there. Zinju Wiley, who had to play uh, right tackle tonight, moved out of position. And again, I, I do think Eric Fisher. A lot of people asking if Eric Fisher, you think was the, of course I do. I know the guy. The guy was voted starter in the Pro Bowl. I know we don't really care much about the Pro Bowl, but he's been good. They're twenty-seven and one with him, three and four without him. It does matter. You got to give Mahomes time to throw. Having your quarterback scramble for four hundred ninety-seven yards, it's tough to win a game that way. That, the penalties, there's a lot of things. But the one thing they'll have is a chip on their shoulder. It's a good season for the Chiefs, 14 wins. Although they'll look at the season, and it'll be tarnished in a way because they lost the Super Bowl. But at least they made the Super Bowl. Something that 30 other NFL teams can't say. You know, and they won the one year before. Ask Buffalo if they trade away those uh, four straight losses in the Super Bowl just to have that one like they had last year. But again, as I said, the Chiefs went from the Hunter to the last year's Super Bowl. This year they went to the Hunted, getting everybody's best shot. Let's knock off the champs. Let's knock off the champs. Fun to knock off the champs. And next year they'll go back into Hunter roll. And they'll have the advantage of playing the NFC least as their reciprocal conference to play football. But other than that, it's a fun year, man. I had a lot of fun doing this. And anytime your season ends in the Super Bowl, win or loss, you went as far as you could. There's no other way to go. The Chiefs, unlike everybody else, sat at home and watched this game with Super Bowl parties, with their nachos, their hot wings, you name it. The Chiefs played in the game. And I do believe they'll get a chip on their shoulder going forward. Just like Eric Bieniemy said. You know, to appreciate winning – you have to despise losing. And tonight's one of those nights to despise losing. The stuff makes you better. This team's mentally tough. They're mentally strong. You got to be. They're the only NFL team to win undefeated on the road. And this year wasn't that big a deal, right? Home teams are 127, 128, and 1. First time ever, home teams were under 500 in the NFL. But if it's so easy, why didn't anybody else do it? They didn't. They didn't. But the losing bothers you more than the winning. I will say that. Because last year, same place, sat here, very excited. This year, you kind of down, they lost it. But you know what? We'll turn the page like we always do in this town. We'll look forward to training camp. But you still got that shiny Super Bowl ring two years ago. Or last year. It'll be two years by then. And we have the NFL draft to look forward to. But you still got Mahomes. You got Andy Reid. And you got the coaching staff. They're all coming back. Because nobody hired him, which is insane. And trust me, they'll have a chip on their shoulder and then the next year. Thanks to Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com for joining us. And thanks to Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs that joined us as well. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for your calls all season long. You guys have been here since the Texans game, and you're here tonight as we culminate 
this season. A bizarre season, a weird season, but a season where the Chiefs ended up in the Super Bowl nonetheless. Hopefully we'll all be able to go up to St. Joe to training camp and see what the Chiefs look like for the 2021 season. Thanks all season to Kramer Sansone. It's done a fantastic job. No, thank you, Bink. As producer of the show. Kristen O'Sero is going to take you all the way up to run it back starting at 5 o'clock. We're going live. Stay with Chris next.